11 o'clock comics episode 130 oh my god <laughs> look at david taking the taking the bull by the horns the horny bull that's right we got we have to be slap happy right now because you got very little sleep, and you're all probably running out of sleep. I'm, I'm rested, I'm relaxed, I escaped without conflu. It's great. I was asleep before 9 o'clock on Sunday. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, oh, I, I was exhausted off early, man. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Slept through the night. Most sleep I've had in eight years. I couldn't believe it. I did not. No, you've been busy. Busy, dude. Get your yeah. on. I went to your house and did hustle. Yeah, yeah. My ass lasted about 15 minutes on that plane. I was fucking sawing logs. Oh, if you were sawing logs anyway, you were in the room, then the people yeah. would probably want to kill you. Well, we'll, we'll save it for me. The real estate baron of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Central Beach. <laughs> that bad, huh? Dude, I gotta move my, gotta move my shit. Gotta get rid of it. But anyway, yeah, Chris, you, you, you it was funny. Pretty cool. Apparently not. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, was the most uncomfortable luxury room ever. Nah, it wasn't that bad. You know what? I would, I would honestly, without a doubt, do that again in a heartbeat with you six. Nah, I had, I had a blast with, with with everybody in the room. Yeah, it was, it was tight. It may not have been the most comfortable arrangement, but it, oh, it's nobody, a great group. At no point, yeah, at no point was I like yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm not fucking doing it again with these. Two. I well, just made sure I had a blanket. That's all. Well, there was <laughs> that it, one. <laughs> that yeah, you're right. That one incident where Chris. Let loose the wall of stench. That was oh, that was pretty, hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I was like, "Give me a knife to cut through the stuff to get oh, out the door." Just, I know yeah, the I bathroom know. is in the worst location. It's right by the fucking door to get in now. Yep. Oh yeah. All I know is Sunday after having my body full of Imodium AD all weekend to keep myself bound up. <laughs> the, gas, the gas was flowing, and I went to pick up the, the kids to uh, bring them back to the con, and uh, they get in the car, because Beth, she dropped them off, and they were like, what is that smell? And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, you burn off, boys. He should have blamed it on Chris. <laughs> my favorite part was when the hazmat guys came to clear out the bathroom. Oh, that Imodium okay, that? you know, that's, that, that's, an, that's, a, that's an awesome tip, boy. Thank you. Housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> you mean now, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> All right, bagels in, wait, welcome to Bagels in Brooklyn. That's right. That was cool. Uh, we'll get to that though. Hey, I think we've traipsed through the music. It's eleven o'clock comics once again, and I am Vince B. Yes, you are, and I'm Christopher Naisman. Yes, you are, and I'm David Price. Of course, you are, and I am the Groundhog. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you are not Ron Jeremy. You That's a hedgehog. Oh my it's the same friggin' thing. <laughs> You're hung like Ron Jeremy, though. You are Jason Wood, everybody, and this is eleven o'clock comics. Like I said, and Jason's um, little member is brought to you by Discount ah. Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, amazing discounts. Check this out. This month. You can get the BPRD Plague of Frogs hardcover. It's the first in the series, so you got to get this. 53% off. It was $34.99. You aren't going to play anywhere close to that. $16.44. Amazing. Two for, 
I know, me too. Two from IDW. John Burns returned to the next men. The first issue, it was three ninety nine. What are you gonna pay? Ninety-nine cents. That's seventy-five percent off. That's crazy. And while you're in the IDW section, pick up Reed Fleming World's Toughest Milkman by yeah. David Boswell. It's a classic of of just misanthropic craziness. Hardcover volume one, fifty percent off. It was thirty bucks. It is fourteen ninety-nine. Oh, my God. And you can all also scoop up Mike Schwartz Oceanverse. All four of them, you get a free promo, promo pack. Pomo. Jeez. Uh, they're, all, they're all back in print. You can get them this month along with David. What trade is being offered this month at 50% off? You've been harping on it almost every episode. Me? Yeah. You can't mean the sixth gun. I do. Oh, the <laughs> oh yeah. The sixth gun, volume one from Oni. 50% off. Get your butts to DCBS. If you're not already a regular subscriber, enter the following code into the Moisten slot. It's called EOC8. And guess what? You get another, an extra 8% off your already fantastic discounts. It's insane. And a crazy mad props to uh, Christina and, uh, and, and Cameron for uh, uh, hanging out in New York and being um, just awesome people. I, I had so much fun hanging out with them. It was great to see yes. Miss Zach, though, um, who had a wedding to go to, wasn't yeah. able to be at the con. I got to be um, the best man. Yeah, um, but Zach did me a, he was, uh, super above and beyond the call of customer service duty and did me a major solid today. And I'll just leave it at that. But DCBS, um, yeah, they are, they're, they're the best. They are. And they yeah, are, they are wonderful people for doing that. Yeah, it was super, super cool at the farm hanging out with both of them. Yes. Yep. And man, I can't, they look like they're 25 years old. I can't believe they have four kids. Baffling. <laughs> No, if, I mean, Christina, it's the first time I've really um, had a chance to like really sit down and talk with her. I've talked to Cameron before, but Christina's one of the few times I've been in, in Fort Wayne or, or they've been at a con. It, it's been, you know, a real quick, hey, hi, how you doing? And uh, it, it kind of freaked me out because, guys, she listens to the show like every week. She I does. know. That, she that's does. why I, I have to watch what I say. <laughs> I, I don't want to incriminate myself. And she, and she, yeah, she's, she's on top she's, of her game for she's, sure. She's Seriously. Cute. She's cute. And a mm -hmm. wonderful person. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. And Cameron uh, just, Cameron's mm -hmm. so quiet, he just sits there, and, you know, once in a while well, he'll let fly, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. very clever. And I had to always have to check and see if he's wearing shoes. Because, like, ha at least half the times that, that I've met him, he doesn't have shoes on. Like, at the infamous for at DCBS not wearing shoes. Yes. Which is cool. Which always cracks me up. Uh, drink roll call? Yep. All right. Uh, Vince, what are you having? I am drinking something new. Okay. It's called Extra Gold Slow Brewed Lager. I, I mm -hmm. have, haven't had this Spy. before. Um, Coors. Well, there you go. Yeah, Coors Brewing Dude, Company. I, so let's establish something new for you. For me, something. yeah. No, nothing on the market new. I just got it, this. got it. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, never heard of that. Never heard of that. Uh, Jason. Are you, are you busting me? No. No, dude. no I've never uh, heard of it. Okay. Never. Oh. I've heard Coors, Coors Extra Gold, really? Coors Extra Gold. It doesn't oh, say Coors. Coors on... Oh, it's Coors Extra Gold. No, oh, yeah. it doesn't say Coors on the can. It's just Extra Gold. Okay. It just says Extra Gold. Right. Extra Gold, too, because I put it in the freezer. Me? <laughs> no, you, you said to me. Yes, what? Yes. 
I am I am having some delicious icy cold Yangling traditional lager. All right. Still didn't get one whenever I went out east. I don't think that shit exists. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> it is not I, like Justin Gray, and in fact, does exist. Yes. <sighs> uh, David. Uh, I found a bottle of Brooklyn Brewery East India Pale Ale in the back of the fridge, so I figured oh, I'll really? that tonight. Ooh. Look at you. I got no wine in the house, man. Oh, thank God. Oh, this is oh, you thank know, God. It, no, it's David's the, such a beer man. It's thematically sound because David, for those of you who weren't with us at uh, New York Comic Con this year, David drank beer exclusively. No wine. Yeah, you're right. Whole... You're absolutely right. Exclusively. First night. No wine. We each had a pitcher. And yep. then, uh, yeah, and then at the farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam Adams Oktoberfest. That shit's good. And he got wrecked. He did. He was, he was, <laughs> he was touching me more than usual, which was kind of nice. Dude, I, I ain't seen you in months. <laughs> I didn't get wrecked. Not once this past weekend. Oh, please. What? I didn't. If... I was never even slurred. No, you can't. You I heard, heard, oh, now see, judge, you can't I heard you were up on, on stage at the podcasting panel taking, taking, taking. Oh yeah, yeah. He was sipping on. Well, some yeah, but that was just kind of taking the edge off. I was it, never. Uh, really okay, wait, 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 wait. You opened that bog, the bottle of Knob Creek, before uh-huh. you went to the podcasting panel. When you came back that evening into the room before we went out, that bottle was empty. Well, I was sharing, and it was just uh, a pint. Just, just a pint. Just a that, just a point. Nice. All right. On that note, I did promise my wife that after New York Comic Con, I was going to go on the wagon for a couple weeks. There you go. So yeah, the wagon am, to the distributor. I I am I, I'm having a, uh, uh, a wonderfully wonderfully refreshing Lacroix uh, lime water tonight. Oh, so I guess it's ah. my turn now. Can I can yeah. I turn can I turn the, the table? Down. Come on, Chris, you're ruining the uh-huh. show down, Chris. Well, see, it's it, it, it's my goal to switch from being drunk and belligerent to being lucid and annoyed. Oh, annoyed or annoying? Annoyed. He's got to go back. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what he's got to do? He's, this is all because he's got to get back into into AC mode, where he's actually like a professional uh, interviewer. So he's yeah. getting himself geared back up. Perhaps. Yep. And curling. Oh, <laughs> see? <laughs> but wait yes. a minute. So what the hell? We're not good enough for the wagon, yet AC is? Well, let's be honest. No, no. It's, did I tell you? It's my wife. It's oh, my, okay. The you wife. have to dry out. Air quotes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm drying out. The, yeah, which the wife? wife? The home wife or the podcast now. wife? It's yeah, my exactly. wife and it's my life. It's the heron. Yeah. The heron. It's the heron. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you guys about the best thing that I bought at uh, Comic-Con? I don't know. A John Buscema page. <laughs> yeah, get a frame right it's, now. It's the higher my wall. Uh, let, let me set it up. Uh, Chris, Chris picked up an original Savage Sword of Conan page by the great, the legendary. The if there was a Mount Rushmore of comic book artists, I think John Buscema would be on there. Uh, inked by Ernie Chan. So Chris has this beautiful page, and of course, he did not buy a plastic sleeve to go along with it, and would being the accommodating gentleman that he is, had his nice portfolio there, and he said, Chris, I'll, I'll carry that around for you. Actually, I asked him, and he was very gracious to, okay. to transport it for me. Right, and it went in the portfolio, and obviously it did not come out at the time Chris <laughs> departed. So I don't blame you. Not a bit. Yeah, my so, fault. Chris had taken it out to 
put his uh, beautiful June Bob Kim creeper. Which uh, we got to throw some big props to June Bob. Let's do that now. I got mine right uh, here. All right, well, yeah, and just to finish the story, and then we can get to that. Is, is, okay. Uh, so I thought Chris had taken it out when you did, Vince, because you took your. I was holding your out for a bit too, and you took yours out. And for some reason, in the uh, chaos of half drunk, half tired, and getting ready to go out, I thought Chris took it all out, put it aside, and uh, didn't bring the portfolio on Sunday because I had my seeds with me and my hands were full. And uh, lo and behold, uh, <laughs> I am now staring as we speak at a beautiful Conan page. It's gonna look nice uh, in that hallway, brother. Yeah, never fear there, Chris. As I said, one of the post offices on Saturday to get materials. I talked to several of our buddies who are artists and asked them all the best way to safely package original art. They all have agreed on the best process such that we will make sure your page gets to you un unharmed. Great. I've, I've got a, I've got an empty frame hanging on the wall waiting for it, so I, I trust you. And I, and I'm and I'm holding one of your towels as ransom. That is one hell of a thirsty towel. I was I'm feeling saying, the material right? on that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like Egyptian. You know, that's how we do. <laughs> that's how we do it. My wife and, was like, "You let?" She's like, "You brought one of the good towels." I'm like, "I don't know." I grabbed the towel from the towel rack in the bathroom. She's like. You know how many towels we have that you could have brought? I was like, I don't know. Chris like, was rubbing his balls like, with that towel. My thing. <laughs> I I I rescued the towel from from the hotel room, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's it it we you know washed and and dried and um, well protected. And I will probably you if you if you need it now, I can send it to you. Or I figured I would just send your your Christmas present with it. There you go. So should we? You want to get the want to give the uh, the mad love to June Bob now? Because oh yes. man, what does he um, deserve it? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mr. June Bob Kim, Illustrator Supreme, sent David, I think, a message, one yes. of us a message saying, you know, I want to do some some drawings for drawings. Drawing, drawings for the four of you because of what you do. And, and he's a nice guy on top of it. One of the nicest guys I've, I've met. Always Absolutely. smiling, always very cordial, heck of a guy. And I, I felt a little weird. When, when he offered, because I know the work, the time and effort he puts into his work, and I did not feel right accepting something like that. But I said, what the heck? Draw me a man thing. As I always do. I, I, I cannot express the detail and the time he mu he put into this drawing. I'll, I'll put a, we'll all it's, put. It's insane. It's crazy. It, it is. It's, it's very it's a, insane. Paint the picture. These are, it's a full, uh, what is it, eleven by fourteen? Or yeah. See, I, I thought I thought he was just doing like eight by tens. Like and sketches. He, yeah. And, yeah. And, he, and he sent me um, an image of it um, through the through the the board PM uh, service, and I was I was blown away. And yeah, yeah. And I comparatively, I it's an eight by ten. Yeah. If you went to a, a con and got a commission like this, it would easily cost you two hundred bucks. Easily. Yeah. Yes. It, it, absolutely. Yes. I'd say I'd say uh, it, it's a full finished, totally tight. Gorgeous full sized commission, which you just definitely. don't get. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. get it at a con; you'd have to pre-order it, or you know, yeah, you... definitely. Yeah, um, what, one of, uh, for, for me, one of the nicest creeper drawings I've I've ever it, seen. Yeah, so course. we all should. So, so he did uh, Man Thing for Vince. Um, yes, as but, but said, uh, I want to describe it because oh, Man it Thing looks like Man Thing. Oh, it is much more than the Man Thing. The 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 use of light and shadow in this drawing is impeccable. He uh, there's there's a strong light source coming from the left. Of the drawing, and he uses you know how Man Thing has the the veiny root like tendrils that snake through his muscles. He used those to block out the light and and cast like very dark shadows in in the areas in between the roots. It's 
gorgeous and there's such delicate brush strokes in the face with all the hairy rooty kind of moss going on between the the i call it the carrot you know the man things those tendrils that hang from his face like the yes. main one oh my god like i said i'll put a jpeg and we all will up on the forum of our drawings unbelievable and he's so smart there's so much detail in the foreground of the man thing and he just in the background with the swamp he just brushed it real nice and loose and dark oh it's fantastic unbelievable one of the techniques he used on mine which i i've never seen before but was just blown away he um it's creeper and you can tell that it's a city scene well first of all he's um he's jumping onto a onto a rooftop that's it looks obviously like a city rooftop but he used like this crazy brush um uh, technique of just like a brush crosshatch which made the entire background look like um uh building city lights it was yeah just gorgeous it's, i'd it's, never seen that used before and it was it was amazing beautiful jason what'd you get well, uh, I had the good fortune of actually owning a few Junba pieces already. Uh, in fact, those people who have graced the uh, the Woods comic room, which I finally posted on the forums, uh, pictures, you can see a Magneto uh, that's up on my wall that was from Junba. I also have a full-size Wolverine commission that I got from him two or three years ago. Um, so he sent me um, – I actually didn't put in a request. Um, so he, he took the initiative. I, uh, he sent me an awesome group shot of – uh, Wolverine, Deadpool, Domino, and Cable. Uh, it's freaking amazing. It's yeah. uh, it's it's astounding. So uh, it's it's actually already framed and up on the wall. So I uh, I, I I put it up before before the con because he had sent me, knowing that I was in the area. He sent me all four of your guys' pictures to bring to the con and give to you. So um, so I got them first and uh, put mine in a frame and it's already hanging with pride. So yep, it's awesome. Looks great. And I think and David. David got- I, uh, I'm glad that I wasn't the only one to get two characters on, on a page, because as, as we'll get into as far as when it comes to commissions and things like that, that when it comes to pricing and single figure, multiple figures, things like that, I ended up with a, uh, with a fantastic looking Mr. Monster being, uh, trapped by vines that were being, being told what to do by Poison Ivy in the background. So it's a twofer, an image for a character for me and a character for Renee. Which is fantastic. A little bit yeah, of downtime for Mr. Monster slumming it in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> well, maybe she's, maybe she's upgrading. He's, he, he, had, yeah. he had the roundup. There's a roundup gun on his belt. He's going to squash that weed. <laughs> That's it, baby. He's going for some <laughs> Venus fly trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, we can talk about these for for hours, and you will never fully grasp. Yeah, the, just the, yeah, we'll, we'll, you put, need him, we'll put him in them. the episode thread. Yeah, he's oh. he's right up there with with uh, with uh, right alongside uh, well, men, alongside frankly many of our friends and, and people in the forums. But but I was going to say right alongside uh, Mr. Dave Wachter in terms of guys that um, I've known for a bunch of years and have just seen them get better and better and better. Yeah. And yep. um, I know June is is currently working on Steve Bryant's property, which. Um, I was being called Ursula Wild for some time. I forget what is the new name. Do you guys remember? Um, it's uh, uh, Cy- is it Cipher Priest? Uh, um, damn it! This is not right. Somebody better yeah. look it up. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I, they just changed the name, so it's not. I, I was calling it Ursula Wilde for like a year and a half. But but right. the point is, June Bob is it's a Steve Bryan created uh, character and, and storyline, and uh, and June Bob is the illustrator for it, and he's been chugging along on it. And I, I don't. I think it's due out sometime next year, but I will let Steve and June Bob say. But I've he showed us some pages of it. It looks fantastic, and hopefully that will be the launch pad for him into uh, into a lot more of a, a published work because uh, dude's too good to just be. Uh, uh, doing pretty pretty drawings for us for our, for us two mokes. He, he needs concur. more people to see his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, awesome. And it's odd that you mentioned Dave Wachter because uh, in my new comic room, I originally was only going to put one piece of art on the wall. Mm-hmm. I own the double page spread of uh, the Guns of Shadow Valley that the original um, comic that. Dave had printed, remember, with mm-hmm. the nice thick mm-hmm. black ink, the the double with the crows and the oh, that's mine. Mm-hmm. I own that. And mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna put that on the wall, but now I have to reserve a spot for this. This is way too good to just leave in a sleeve or put in a portfolio. June Bob's going on the wall too. Yeah, nice. Yes, yes. Respect. Respect. It deserves it. I mean, it it would be a sin to to hide this away from 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 eyes. Just. You can't do it. It needs to be seen. And you will if you come to our forum, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. Join our forum. Be one of us. And we will treat you well because that's what we do with everyone on our forum. We treat them that's very well. We yeah. That's right. And thanks for staying well behaved while we're all at the con. I appreciate it, folks. <laughs> yeah. True. I, true. I'm looking through some of the things in this plastic sleeve I bought. I have a um, fluorescent black print. Done by the awesome Nathan Fox and signed by him. Let me tell you something. I don't. I blame my my sons is what I blame for because I had fully intended because it was a gigantic tome of not having to carry it around of buying fluorescent black on Sunday from Nathan and I freaking forgot and so I'm like okay I'll go on his website and order it. I can't find it on his website. Uh, Hmm. You can order it through DCBS. You can. Nice. Yes. Like this month. Um, uh, um, it was in the August order form. Uh, hey, Zach, um, if you're listening, throw yeah, it on my order. Uh, I'm, Hook I'm, a brother I'm, up. Yep. Yeah, I, I would just say in your next order form, I would uh, I would just... Uh, just hit Zach up. He, he's yep. always good that way, as long as they have yep, see if, right. yep, see if they can just add but it. Zach, if you are listening, by all means, bro, throw it on there. Yep. <laughs> I, I noticed it today. It was in the August order form. Oh, that's great, because it is ridiculous. You bought a copy, and I think you bought one ah. for Sal as well. Yep. And it's yep. freaking... Unbelievable! I mean, it is, and and we were treated to uh, Nathan's original art from from Fluorescent Black was on display at Bergen Street as well, and so you can really see the detail. It's just he works oof. on huge artboards too. Yeah, it's huge. Amazing. I mean, it's like you. I told. I think I've told you the story how when I first saw Alex Ross's originals. I mean, they're tiny, right? He he works on pretty small scale, and they blow it up for the. I mean, Nathan is. It's like full canvases. I mean, they do. Yeah. These are gigantic. Uh, uh, Big, big, big uh, artistic canvases that he's using. It's gorgeous. It's ridiculous. Salazar sent me out to New York with two things that he wanted. Um, he he wanted he wanted fluorescent black and he wanted uh, Cliff Chang's sketchbook. Um, he's just right now is very much into like sketchbooks and 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 big big art books like this. And I mean fluorescent black. I started reading it and and it's a it's a crazy you know kind of um, I'm not even gonna say. It's uh, dystopian future um, is kind of the the setting. It's uh, um, think like you know Frank Miller's Ronin, you know along along that um, that line. But it was originally run in heavy metal. 
Yep. So it has all of the the heavy metal vibe to it, but you know, artistically, this son of a bitch is a tour de force. I mean, it is it is awesome. It's one of the one of the best things to come out of heavy metal in a long time. It's one uh, of the best original works, I should mm-hmm. should say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's awesome, and the um the collection it's uh, it's twenty five bucks, and uh, it's it's big, oversized, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's. it's I, I have another print in my sleeve here. It's from Mr. Art the Bear, or as David <laughs> David calls him, T Bear. The bird. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's a it's a snake bite print of a a it's it's great of of a woman crouching, and it's fully rendered beautifully colored and it's signed it is signed yes it and is. he sent them to all of us yes yes he uh That's like cool. june bob did with, with jason he uh he trevor c on our forum uh works in arts studio and art listens to the show and really enjoys it and and uh actually and art, art i mispronounce your name every time i'm with david <laughs> and Smoke just rolls out of his ears. So, oh yeah, that's, that's so why the, I mispronounce yeah, it too. Yeah, no, David gets so all ticked off. The, um, our our discussions end up generating discussions in the studio, such as you know the fact that Spider Man does have a better rose gallery than Batman, and uh, preach, and, and, and boy, punch oh, moments so from so comics. So, yeah. so uh, you know they they listen in and they run with 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 our conversations. But uh, he, Trevor, sent me and and Art. Sent a uh, sent a FedEx my way to bring to bring to New York last weekend, and it included uh, the, the one sheet posters of because uh, Art is bringing back his black and white series. It's coming back to Image, and uh, it's fantastic. It it looks great. It's, even yeah. if you go to to to, to the Hackett Shack website, you'll uh, you'll you'll see some preview images of of, of older work, and and uh, as well as you are able to order Chrono Mechanics, which was also included in the. Uh, I love it. And it, it, looks it looks beautiful, doesn't it? I started reading it, but I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't get to it right now. I, I got to wait for the weekend because it looks European, die. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Very yes. clean it's, it's line, fantastic. beautifully, mm-hmm. line, beautifully laid down line. Love it. The, the so, faces so, are much more. Uh, uh, are much more exaggerated than than this, but but as you know, I love Alan Davis and the the hairstyles and the costumes and the clean line reminded me a lot of Alan Davis, which I mean that. And as you guys know, if I say that, I mean that in the yeah. best possible. Um, yeah. Um, again, the the faces I don't think look like Alan's. They're much more, you know, um, like I said, uh, like caricaturish. But but mm-hmm. but uh, but the rest of it. In terms of the, the 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 feeling, even the the way he did the costumes and the 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 uh, the backgrounds, and even the little alien characters, just very evocative to me of something you'd see in like clandestine or something. So yeah, it has a Dr. and Quinch feel to it in some yeah. spots. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And bookmarks, we got bookmarks and everything. He yes. is the man. For Art sure. T. Bear. Thank you very much. I love how we just jumped into all the swag we got. Yeah, but I have to. I have a little bit of listener email which was attached to something, and I should have done it last week. And I'm very lax in my duties, and I feel like a heel, so I'm gonna do it this time. Okay. I got a, I got a package from Mr. Ben Pierce. You'll know who he is in a second. And uh, he writes on the front of a Walt Disney Donald Duck comic book from. Uh, 1968, 15th Center, and he wrote on the front of the comic book, 
Hey, Vince. Hope it's not too blasphemous to write on this. Well, it's too late now. But as you've said in recent episodes, it's just paper. It's very true. I've been enjoying your show from back in the bullpen bulletins days, and I wanted to say thanks. Sorry not to send stuff to the other guys, <laughs> but hopefully I can meet you all in New York City in a couple weeks. Best, Ben. And you know who Ben is? Goaler31 on our forum. Oh. oh yeah oh. he sent me uh donald duck walt disney's comics and stories mickey mouse they're all 15 centers you don't care what the numbers are but inside this this envelope is an original drawing of uncle scrooge by don rosa Ooh. wow <laughs> yes it, oh my goodness! It, it says to Vince B from Don Rosen. Scrooge is all pissed off. It's Dang. done in it's done in black line, but he accented it with red, and oh. he has he has a, a thought balloon coming out of his head with the old Doctor Blasphemy, the the ampersand, the, the hatch, the percentage, you know. And get uh, and in addition to that, there's a photo of Mister Rosa holding the drawing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. that confirmation is that it's actually I know, and and he just sent it to me. He's he's, he's wonderful. So uh, thank you, Ben. And I, like I said, I should have done this last week, but I completely forgot because David gets me all crazy and I forget things. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Blame it on David. That's right. It, it is. I don't think beautiful. I'll ever. No matter how long we do this, I don't think I'll ever get used to the fact that uh, <laughs> people enjoy listening to our zaniness enough to. I know. Uh, take time out of their their own lives to give us things it's like so we're, it's very very uh weird uh, weird and flattering and flattering humbling. yeah definitely yeah, just, uh, it's just uh, and 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 certainly greatly appreciated but but i don't know that i'll ever feel uh, totally comfortable with it either you know what's yeah. weird being at a convention uh in the midst of thousands upon thousands of of human beings and someone comes up to you and says aren't you are you be? Yeah, yep. and I was like, uh, yeah, you know, that, that is the strangest <laughs> thing. And he's like, oh, man, I love the show. And I, I, it, it's it's nice. It's amazing because you never talk at the conventions. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, I'm, I, the, I get my talking out on the show in real life. I don't say all that much. I'm not uh, I, I, I don't feel the need. I like to experience and, and, and just look. Uh, while you, the other guys are just running off at the mouth, blah, blah, blah. and uh, <laughs> but you do, you guys talk a lot, and you know, it's uh, like you never fucking shut up. Honest to God, and and some of the people with whom we shared the room, one person in particular, and then that's free, freaky tiki Tim Rackrich. Man, can that guy talk? He is a chatterbox. Oh, yes. 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 He's like, I know I'm a chatty Cathy. I can't help it. But we, in, in, uh, in his defense, for- yeah, in his defense, though, I always walk away from a conversation with Tim having learned something I did not know before Absolutely. he opened Absolutely. his mouth. Yeah, I had a great time. And I'll tell you yeah. something. Um, since Saturday night, uh, we all did go out, but then um, uh, Tim uh, and uh, and I and uh, Tom Fowler and uh, Gabriel hey. Hardman... Um, you wrote a list, didn't you? Uh, no, you should no, have. No, but but, <laughs> but there was a moment where I was sitting there listening to the conversation and thinking, yeah, and Lucas, thank you, and uh, thinking, man, the, this group of people love to talk. 
Like we were, <laughs> yeah, everyone was talking yeah, yeah, that is one chatty group. Yeah, I mean, there was no, there were no pauses. Yeah, I, uh, of of all of those people, I think Gabe might be the quietest, and that's a stretch. I mean, we and know he was chatting up. He was chatting it up. I know. So yeah, he was very, very um, oiled. Uh, yeah, what am he I was trying lubricated. to say? Yeah, lubricated. Yeah. That's the word I was now, looking for. If, if, uh, I don't need any of that, so I don't. I don't use that word, but. <laughs> Now, we might have been less chatty if we had gone to scores like we all had hoped we were going to go to. Oh, but God, I mean, all hope. <laughs> I, I do hope that it's it's Wednesday now. I hope in another couple of days Gabe is able to actually stand up straight because I, I know he's probably, he was hunched over that entire weekend. He looked up just to see who was at his table, but for the most part, he was down. He was busy. Just, yeah, he Homie was, was getting he his was busy. on. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he was booked almost from the word go. Yeah. Um, not as not as booked as Jimmy Chung was from the word go, but uh, see, you got it. Actually, no, no, no. But 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 was my boy because he he stood online with me. I, sure. I ended up picking up the Young Avengers oversized hardcover. I figured, you know what, Chung is here, Mark Morales is here. Let me get a couple of signatures of the people that worked on the book, and uh, and we were online, and we're thinking, you know, we're seeing people with a couple of books here and there, but then every once in a while, like. Jimmy Chung is 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 looking down on 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 a backing board or or eight by ten. He's he's sketching away, and I'm I'm like this might take a while. But while Wood stood online for Chung behind a couple other people, I kind of went around them and asked Mark Morales to sign the book, and then if he would be able to pass it off to Jim, if Jim could just scribble a signature in there, and then boom, I was done. So so. Would definitely help good luck, but but poor and, Wood. And Morales I mean, did the good thing too. That was cool, and Morales to yes. uh, yeah. jump in and have sign that for you. That was cool. You were there early at Jim Chung's table, and you still didn't get on the list. The two two cons in a row now for me: C two E two and New York Comic Con. I had email exchanges with Jim prior to the con, and to his credit, he doesn't do pre orders or anything like that. And a lot of the a lot of artists don't popular unpopular because you know they think maybe they just don't think it's fair they don't want to commit they don't know how busy they're going to be so i totally respect that and you know, I, I try still try with him because there's very uh, of the of the, he's one of the few artists that i really do want to have a sketch from that i don't have a sketch from um and i said you know hey jim we tried to meet up at c2e2 and and you guys remember we were there i think at like the second c2e2 opened and it was a couple hours before the con was actually opening for press, and um, Jim had said, hey, you know, come by during press hours, and you can sign up for my sketch list, no problem. Well, unfortunately, I don't know why, but he was unable to be there until after the con was already open, and literally, like, he sat down at his table and already had probably 50 people waiting in line for him to sit at his table, so that didn't happen. Yeah, it was, it was, and this time, I thought, okay, what are the odds that he won't be at his table early this time again? So I even said, hey, you think you're going to be able to be there before it opens he said yeah i'll be there for pre for some for professional hours stop by when i get there you know get it all set up so i said nice you know i told chris chris and i arrived at the con together we said hey um, first thing i'm gonna do is uh is is head over to jim chung's table get myself on his list bam uh it was i think 11 15 11 20 maybe the con wasn't actually opening until one it was pretty much still a ghost town artist alley i would say Maybe one or two artists had maybe one or two people meandering about their table. I walk over, Chung had at least fifteen people online for him already. Yeah. I was like, This is crazy. So I don't I think I'm star crossed. I don't think I'm ever gonna get a Jim Jimmy Chung sketch. It'll happen eventually, man. Probably, it'll man. Eventually. You know, it'll probably he happen is... like fifteen years from now when he's like an old vet and people aren't clamoring for his <laughs> hotness anymore. 
He is very good, though. He is. And his convention oh, schedules yeah. are beautiful. They're pricey because he's Jim Chung, and obviously there's a lot of demand for them. But I have to say, compared to some of the other guys that I know that, that, that charge a hefty penny, I think you, you get your money's worth. It's, it's, he does beautiful, really tight sketches. So mm-hmm. yeah. Makes you wish you were in on the cross-gen stuff, huh? Back when he was doing Scion? Well, I was. I read this stuff. Yeah. Oh, After really? Fact, but I've read, I've read all oh, the okay. I didn't read it when it was coming out, but I, I bought it from uh, mycomicshop.com uh, uh, my a couple years yeah. ago. Because I'm sure he, he wasn't as popular back then as he is now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It would have been a hell of a you know, that, that was one of the, um, the interesting conversations that uh, quite a few of us were having over the convention weekend was the price of sketches and the price of original art and you know because it, it was something that I think that the group of the group of guys that we were um, with and I think us included you know, a lot of us like sketches and getting original art and um, uh, Chris Campbell I had so much fun hanging oh out with God, Chris yes. Campbell like our eighth roommate he was our like our adopted eighth roommate seriously yeah was. and, and I I totally totally credit him with the with the Visema page I ended up with because we went to one art dealer and we were looking through and so I saw one that I kind of liked but I wasn't for sure and he's like well hey let's look around and sure enough we just went uh, about 15 feet away to another art dealer and it was like you know Busema copia uh, with with, with <laughs> and pages and Avengers pages and all sorts Semaganza. of stuff it was it was it was, and and found this awesome, awesome page and, and for a great price. But, uh, Chris and I had some great conversations about, uh, cause he's a big, he loves getting sketches and, and, and buys original art, but it was, it was just the, um, the wide range in sketch prices all the way from like Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon were doing quick sketches for free. Yes. Yep. Yes, they were. And all the way to what was the, what was the top end sketches that we, well, the two, and work. again, there may have been more expensive ones, but the two I noticed probably because they're, they're artists that I, I like. Uh, Umberto Ramos was $450 for a single character black and white sketch. I thought it was $550. No, it was $550 for a two character. Oh, oh okay. Um, and, uh, and Olivier Coipel. Yeah, Olivier Coipel was 500 for a sketch. Wow. So, wow. Ooh. Yeah, now yeah. these are. These, these are more finished sketches. It's yeah, kind of. I, I would imagine they're they're much more than than you know a, a quick outline and a you know. Well, a, I don't know. I don't know Quipels, but but in Ramos's, he actually had a printed up sign like many guys, and it was explicit. It said a full figure, black and white. So yeah, full. Yeah. Fi- I mean, the way for people that aren't familiar and don't get sketches, the way a lot of con artists work is they'll do the sort of lowest price thing they'll do is just a head sketch. It's basically they'll draw the head of a character for you, and it doesn't take a lot of time if they're familiar with the artist. Then they'll do like a shoulder, a lot of them will do like a shoulder bust kind of thing where you kind of might see the chest up and that's a little bit more expensive. And then they do full figure. Um, and full figure is obviously usually significantly, a significant bump up from their head sketch price because they a lot more detail has to go into it and there uh, it takes a lot more time. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Now see, here's my way of thinking. Uh, far be it from me to uh, dismiss original art. I mean, being an illustrator, but if I was going to drop 500 bucks at a con, I would go over to the retailers and come out of there with a U-Haul full of books for the prices that some of the things we're going for this yeah, weekend. You know, uh, oh, it all comes down to what you like, though, because again, it's yeah, like you I know, know. I don't, 
I've been on record as saying I um, again this WizCon was huge. It was way bigger than than even I mean it was just immense compared to any other con I've ever been to. I've never been to San Diego, um, and uh, and you know there's huge in Artist Alley. There was a huge line of of the celebrities the lines where people wait in line and pay to get signatures or autographs and i know people that i had friends uh, neighbors of ours came on sunday with their kids um and they're not huge comic fans but they came and wanted to see the star wars stuff and everything the wife got stayed in line to get a signature and photo with uh one of the characters from the current 90210 now i think he was selling i forget his name i don't watch the show but i think the kid was selling a, a, a photograph of him that he was signing for, I think, $40. Now, to me, that's absurd. Like, to me, I'm like, that. that's, re- like, why would you want to spend money on that? That said, though, that makes her, she was giddy. It made her day, you know? And so yes. I look at it like this, like, I love original art. You know, Chris Campbell and Chris Neesman and I were talking about how, you know, in some cases, uh, and David, too, I think, in some cases, um, some guys, you know, if they're charging that much for a sketch, you might be better off going over to their art dealer and buying a beautiful finished page of yeah. their art because it's probably yeah. not much, less, in fact, cheaper. Some, right. not so much. You know, some people like, like you know, Gabriel Hardman, our buddy, um, he was doing sketches. You could get a sketch from him for, which, again, are very tight, finished finished pieces of art for less than you would pay for his pages. So there's, it depends on the artist, depends on what kind of of, of of willingness to sketch they are but but I, I guess my point of saying is Vince is I get what you're saying but um I'm of I'm of two minds because I'm at that point now where I have too many goddamn you know inexpensive books and so oh, same here uh, yeah you know so for me like as you know I've made this gallery I would much rather spend a couple hundred bucks on a page of art that's got characters I love by an artist I adore that I'm going to look at every day as I walk down my hallway and stare at longly than another you know, 25 books that are going to add to my already extensively long Regina yeah. pile, you know. That's, or that's sometimes the, you can uh, come across some original art, a finished comic book page for about 20 bucks. <laughs> such as? David makes a segue. Such as the uh, <laughs> the page from Rent Stimpy issue 33 inked by Gary Fields that he was selling. Complete. I, I tend to, it's only my second piece from of original art page wise mm-hmm. uh the first being the green arrow page i bought from phil and andy in Sado chicago Sado. yes thank you Sado Sado said in, in uh in april and i tend to as much as i love gabe hardman's art and i was even looking through mike mccone's portfolio and and he had a lot of spider-man pages especially the page that's probably from Renee's favorite issue where Peter is getting ragged on by the three women in his life. And, uh, and, and even if I go to, and then it, it, I just, I see those pages and because of, of this day and age and the way books are made there, there's no sound effects, there's no word balloons, there's no captions. But when I see a page that's from a book that, you know, is, is from the nineties only. And it's completely, Pasted on word balloons and and white out right on the page and and everything is is there warts and all and all all that's missing is it just going to the printer to be colored and everything and it's I tend to I, just like Chris's page I think I'm going to if I'm on the lookout for original pages it's probably going to I'm I'm more apt to say yes to something, spend a few extra bucks if it's nope. if it's more finished than 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 a traditionally made page these days. Right. Yep. I bought some stuff from Mr. Fields too. Yes, you did. He was selling 
for the ridiculous price of one dollar per page. Original art he did for Nintendo of Mario and Mar the Mario Brothers universe. Uh, I think he did some, it, it was for some educational type book where uh, Mario would illustrate a concept or a word or something. And this was, they weren't huge, maybe um, 10 by 5 inch drawings, but they were original, hand-drawn images of Mario and Yoshi and, and, and Luigi, and he was selling them, selling them for a dollar a piece. And my kids freak out over Mario, so I bought, I mean, about 20 of them. They have 20 pieces of original art. They have more original art than I do. <laughs> 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 so that that was great of great to do that room. Somebody oh, yeah. who had um, original art who I was thrilled. I got to say hello and, and goodbye to him each day we were there. I'm so glad I was finally able to meet the guy. But and he had some fantastic art from Shadowland Power Man and and the Adam backups. Oh, yeah. You see, Mr. Mahmoud Asra. It was fantastic oh. meeting him. He he gave us, each of us the uh, the blowing off steam sketchbook, yep. and it is gorgeous. It has one of Vince's favorite images in there with the woman <laughs> up the, the feline. Johnny, it is Johnny Future from uh, Alan Moore's uh, America's Best Comics. Mahmoud is a dirty, dirty man. <laughs> it's a beautiful. It does it so well. Yeah, fantastic. And so nice and so so flattering to us. He listens to the show. He appreciates what we have to say. And and there are a lot of podcasts out there. And and you know, somebody could say that, you know, artists, creators could say that to, you know, anytime a podcaster walks up to their table, Oh, I listen to your show all the time, it's great, blah blah blah. But when when listening to Mahmoud, you just it Yeah, you know he's 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 telling so, me. So I was gonna say you can tell Right, you can tell there's three groups of people. There's people that say they listen, but they they don't listen. But they may know that we have a show. There's people that that that, that listen, listen intermediately. So they've listened to an interview, right, an episode or two, maybe because they were on it or they were mentioned. So it should have been a Google search, and so they're familiar, but they don't listen regularly. And then there are people that you can tell listen every week, just like other, you know, they're regulars and they're part of the conversation. And yeah. when you walk up, that, Chris, you're not drunk. I'm so surprised. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and yeah. to give a and and his his table mate and fellow Turk. <laughs> and fellow uh, illustrator for Nair, uh, I hope I'm saying his name, Ildre Sinar, who is the current uh, penciler on Legion, also is very much a listener. So uh, it was very, I, I had met, I had the good fortune of meeting Mahmoud at prior conventions, but I had never met Ildre, so it was very cool. They're both super nice dudes. And, uh, yes, super uh, yeah, nice. Sure. Super nice. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a pretty stunning uh, example of his work. He, he, mm -hmm. Every drawing in that thing is, is better than the one after it. No, yeah. before it. Yeah, it's yeah, there it's, you go. it's beautiful. The Vampirella, yeah. oh gee, like why don't you just <laughs> say why don't you call it my sketchbook for Vince? Because it's filled <laughs> with with it's, lovely it's ladies. That's true. And, That's true. And cloak. And cloak. Yeah. And well, with dagger. Mark Mark right. was awesome. Uh, was. Declan Shelby, on the other hand, was just a dirty mech. <laughs> hey now, watch yourself. Watch yourself, sir. Eclectic. It, it was. It was, Yeah, and you know, he, I'm sorry, he wasn't a dirty mech. He was an eclectic mech, which was there. Which yeah, it was so funny because um, at least three times I had people walking up saying, "Do you know where Declan Shelby is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's the eclectic mix table," because that was their banner, and and he was there like all weekend long. But it yeah. was really cool to meet to meet Declan. What what a funny funny. A uh, good guy, well, and a perfect example of what David was saying about how today's comics don't have the lettering. Uh, in uh, I bought a page from Declan that I had, you know, I I bought from him before the show and then went to pick it up at the show because uh, he was he brought it with him. Uh, of uh, his, he's been doing the last arc on Thunderbolts, 
And as you guys know, I, I'm a huge Luke Cage and Iron Fist fan. Mm-hmm. So he did a page where Luke Cage and Iron Fist are poised, ready to do battle. And uh, I, for those maybe that are not caught up on Thunderbolts, I won't spoil that scene. But there is a uh, there was a word balloon on that particular page um, where Luke Cage is is is, is responding to something quote unquote Iron Fist is saying, and instead of saying and I, you know, please. He says, "Ninja, please." <laughs> and, and and now and and uh, you know there were like it was you know like, that got some press because we were like, "Oh, ninja, please." Some people loved it. Some people, but I thought it was kind of funny. But that's not on the page, you know, because it's all digital lettering. So, uh, but the page is ridiculously beautiful. And it uh, really, it's, really it's, is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm super giddy about that for sure. One of the things about the con that I didn't like, and Jason has gone uh, off on yeah. the, uh, on. Am I breaking up? No, 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 no. no. J- Jason has gone off on on this on this before, and I was of the mind where I kind of was fascinated by these people, and and the lengths they go to to get attention. But after this show, and clog I am, up the fucking I am sick to death of the cosplayers. Yeah, um, um, they're they're an obstacle. They're a hazard. Anywhere else, any kind of venue where there's a significant amount of people, if there's something or someone clogging the traffic, those people are removed or asked to move to somewhere else. Yet they let these cosplayers just stop their shit right in the middle of the aisles, and you got to go around them. And right. when there's no room to move, there's no room to go around them. Right, right, right. And you got some guy in front of you with a with a poster tube whacking you in the face. Because he can't move, I can't move. I did, I did get, I did get stuck in the eye by a fucking styrofoam sword. Pissed me yeah. off. I, yeah. And that's another thing that just completely mystifies me. I'm going to create my own costume and go into a venue with thousands of people, and I'm going to bring a huge cardboard mace that I made myself, which probably weighs about ten pounds, and I'm going to carry it around all day long. That can't be comfortable. Why do well, they do these things? It's funny because, you know, in today's political, politically correct day and age, I mean, kids can't even have water guns at school. They'll get expelled. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So my boys who are in kindergarten and second grade, they came to the con on Sunday and they were in their, their clone trooper costumes and were giddy. And they have clone trooper toy guns that, that they have with the costumes. And when they were getting in the car... Uh, my wife had brought the guns because they wanted to, but then they, they, I didn't even I, was, they, I didn't even say anything. And they said, "Dad, are we allowed to to have the guns at the convention? Because in their minds, that's a no no. That the, it's public yeah. place you can't have it." And I said, "Actually, buddies," I said. Comic conventions are one of the few places where fake weaponry is allowed because practically real weaponry is five swords. Yeah. yeah. So, so sure enough, they brought their guns and obviously with no no problems and uh, and and. Uh, but I'm with, but see see and I'm with you and Vince. I've I know I've I've been on record as making fun of the cosplayers. And I got to be fair. Um, as I've embraced the con life a little bit more, there are some pretty cool costumes. And in fact, I there even are. got. I got the the boys took you know, we took pictures with with the boys with some other like Boba Fett and Darth Vader and you know some of the other Star Wars characters because they just go nuts for the stuff. But I completely agree with you in a on it like a Saturday when there are what fifty thousand people going through the doors and it literally does take you an hour to walk from one side of a room to another even even just yeah. without distractions when you get these people in you know anime or, or Transformers costume or something or Deadpool and they stop and then. 20 people want to get a picture and it's just it literally stops things into a, a right. and you can't walk through because even if you wanted to you're not going to be that douche who walks through and breaks everyone's picture it's it's, it's a very yeah, I was I, I was that douche easy solution times. you know I, I do know have an idea I have an oh, idea it won't work it won't work it, why not 
Now, they know these people are attracted to conventions. Why not have a cosplay track that runs the perimeter of the venue? Let them prance and parade all they want at the extremities of the place. Like this, well, if you want, want to be... They want to Well, too. you know, you can't be separate but equal. You can't. If, <laughs> if you, if, no, you can't. If you're going to stop the flow of traffic, you are creating a, a, you're an obstacle you're yeah. creating a get disturbance get the hell no they, really they, they have they have, no, replete, I, they have replaced the uh um the guys with the roller carts as my biggest annoyance at shows yeah watch the tram <laughs> car please no I, I i hate to sound like the old fart who's just like crotchety and doesn't i i completely appreciate these people and and their flamboyance and and their beautiful costumes and and the physical fitness of yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of them, especially. Did you see? Oh, oh damn! Okay. Invisible. Well, no. I, I, th- I think no, that yes. I think this I think this leads to a, uh, the the con was awesome. Okay, the New York Comic Con was it was it was awesome. Yes, amazing. The biggest problem with the convention this year is that it was it was crowded to the point of being uncomfortable, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they combined the New York Anime Festival and New York Comic Con together this year, and it just, there were too many fucking people at that show. Saturday, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I like looked around and said to myself, I'm not having fun anymore. It was, it was impossible to move around the exhibitor side yeah. of of the show floor. Now, honestly, thank God that part of it was under construction and you had that barrier between that and the artist alley section because you had to go through this like, you know, cavernous, you know, uh, alley, you know, alley system to, to get over to that or a walk, walkway system. And so, um, I think that created a buffer to where artist alley was just uncomfortable instead of, you know, impenetrable like the other side. Yeah, that, that was my, that was my only downer about the entire show. Well, and I, I would say I, I agree that the cr- the crowds are were, were really bad. Um, uh, I, again, I, I have not been to San Diego, but I did ask many people who had been and artists and stuff. How did it compare? And many of them said it it in, on, at least on Saturday it was it was very comparable in terms of crowds. I, I still think San Diego overall is a bit of a bigger thing. There's more vendors, more more non comics related. I, I I came to the conclusion this past weekend that I don't ever want to go to San Diego. Well, it's case. true. I I did wonder. It did have me wondering, especially given the cost and the circumstance and the logistics that require going to San Diego now. If if it would be a fun experience, because the thing I think that helps for us, and and that's the curious thing. Like again, I mentioned my neighbors went on Sunday, and Sunday was really crowded. Much more. I think that to me was the biggest difference. I'm prepared for Saturdays to be crazy at any yeah. con because that's what, but um and Friday Sunday was very crowded, but but Sunday was obscenely crowded too from start to finish, and yeah. um it was it was family day, so a lot of people did bring their kids and stuff, and I understand that, but mm-hmm. but I I was really curious to see if my neighbors who largely came to the kind of thing because I had talked about how excited I was for it and stuff, and and they thought that they would enjoy and their kids wouldn't have a good time. I was really curious to after the fact to see if they had a good time because um, we met up right when we got there, but we didn't see see them after that. It was just too crazy. We couldn't logistically couldn't meet back up. Um, you know, they have two little kids. Um, and again, neither of the husband or the wife are really into comics per se. So, so I was just curious. Now they say they had a great time, but I could I don't know if they're just saying that because they don't, you know, they, 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 they don't you. It. <laughs> right, right. But, but, but I have to think, man, you know, if I wasn't a diehard comics fan, if I didn't know a lot of people there, 
in terms of, of friendly faces. If I didn't know a lot of creators and could go by booths and just make small talk, if I didn't have friends in the aisles, would I have enjoyed myself? I'm not sure I would. But then again, um, I guess that's why we do what we do, and we we're in this hobby for, and that's what that's what makes it a really fun experience for us. But the point is, ninety five thousand people came through those doors, and seemingly a lot of them had fun, even though they don't know creators. Oh, yeah. They don't, yeah. you know. So it just it, the, it had to be kind of a downer for the retailers because a lot of the comic sellers had boxes on tables, but they also had boxes on the floor, and there was no way that you could get a look through the boxes on the floor. I will say there were, for New York is not, and this is the fifth year, New York is not traditionally considered by many to be a quote-unquote shopping con, which is not to say there aren't tons of vendors, but because it's New York City and the booths are expensive and it's expensive to travel there and stay there, typically you're not as likely to find just off-the-charts steals at that con as you would other smaller conventions where, where mm-hmm. local dealers are there. Um, I will say I did more shopping this con than I have at any other New York con because there were specific things I was wanting for. And, and honestly, especially on Sunday, there were deals to be had. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't, again, I don't know if it's because, like Vince said, it was so crowded that, that, that they had a lot of traffic but not a lot of I – don't, I don't want to speculate on that. But, but I will say that on Sunday um, I got some great deals both on comics – um, art dealers. I mean, everybody was discounting on Sunday, which which is typical. But I do think I felt even in the crowds and the magnitude of this, guys were there were better deals to be had at this New York Comic Con than normal. Uh, you know where where I'm finding past. great deals to be found on Sundays more and more all the time. And you guys probably already know this. I'm just I, I rarely go. I I usually Sunday is my getaway day. I usually mm-hmm. don't either hang around the con that long on Sunday because I'm traveling or I'm just fucking exhausted and ready to go home if it's a local show um right. publisher booths absolutely yeah man archaea and idw and uh and uh, top shelf everybody had their stuff discounted i think archaea was buy two get three free get yeah. out of here it was yeah. I, I i took them up on that i bought uh on sunday i went and i bought um it was exactly that chris it was buy two get five free with a few exceptions like the um the Return of the Dapper Men, Jim McCann book, uh, they had a New York Comic Con yeah. exclusive limited edition out. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not on. There were two, I think, other books that were just released and they were not included. But, they, you know, Archaea, for, for those that don't know, it, it, they, they all, regardless of what you may or may not think of, of any given particular subject matter, they put out fantastically well-packaged books. I mean, these are beautiful, yeah. uh, glossy hardcovers with beautiful dust jackets, really well-put-together product. And I bought... Um, I'll tell you guys if if you've read any of this stuff, but I I I did the f- the two for five, couldn't pass it up. I mm-hmm. bought the engineer construct, I bought the volume two of the killer because I love the first volume. Mm-hmm. I bought the secret history omnibus. Oh, that's very um, popular. Which, which uh, I know Vince loves the Igor Corday artwork. Ooh, baby. Uh, I bought uh, Oko the Cycle of Earth because I bought Oko the Cycle of Water at the Cito Cito's uh, Archaea sale. And then the last one was um, oh, a uh, hybrid bastards, which I knew nothing oh, about. Oh, you bought that. I knew nothing about it, but it was there. I was looking for a fifth book. I I leafed through a few of the ch- choices, and that one, uh, the art grabbed me the most. So I, yeah, I, I it's nice, it. oh. very nice. And That's I also right, did I buy the uh, Dapper Men book, although that was not on sale. Yeah, and then there's uh, uh which looks gorgeous, but uh, I think it's a uh, it's uh, kind of funny that the uh, Mouse Guard Legends of the Fall. This is how it should happen, by the way. Mouse Guard Legends uh, or Legends of the Guard. Um, 
came at the hardcover was available the same week that the last issue of the miniseries was out. I like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that was actually one of the other books that was not part of the sale. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't blame for the obvious reasons. Uh, Chris, was uh, the uh-huh. top shelf stuff discounted on Sunday? Yes. Damn. Yes. And oh, I, even, yeah. I even picked up something for Vince, but you you left without saying goodbye. You broke to my heart. Any of us. Oh, yep. here we go. I you, knew, you knew it was coming. You, I knew it was coming. Yeah, I did. You, you, like a fart in the wind, he was no, gone. No, no. We had I to went get for my coffee, and that was it. It's true. I, my my kids were already to meet the, the famous Vince B, and it didn't. Oh happen. my God, Leon! He's gone. Quick. Like an hour later, it's like, well, Marty and I just left IKEA. <laughs> yeah, like, Chris. Chris calls me. Goes, where are you? I'm looking for you. I said, dude, I'm on the highway. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I'll say is that is is that it's your loss and and David's gain. Damn, Skippy, it's my gain. Oh boy. And, and what, Chris what, what is, is when the three is, of us talk about it, Vince. Hopefully, you can join in. Chris is talking nice. about uh, the Axe alternative manga anthology out of Top Shelf, and you better I, ax somebody. I've had my eye on that since it since it came out because there's a lot of great artists in that. Uh, there sure Us- is. Usaku Hanakuma's in there. He's fantastic. There's a bazillion Puppy different. Love. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's sick, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I wanted to get my hands on it, and I was waiting all weekend, and I didn't get to the Top Shelf. Yeah, and well, now I'm never going to get it because David's going to bogart it. I was there to pick no, you up, take care of you. Bought, I actually bought the copy, and 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 now it's it's King Daps. Mm-hmm. Oh well, but I did score something <laughs> something very good uh, Saturday. Uh, believe it or not, I scored the two volume slipcase edition of. Oh, Harvey, yeah. Harvey Kurtzman's Humbug. That yeah, so published. So that too, because it was they, that was the they didn't have any more. And they did one that copy, and I grabbed it, and, uh, and it's uh, already on my shelf at the new house. It at a discount for like fifty bucks. Forty bucks. <laughs> it. I got it for twenty dollars. Yeah. Back up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was it, a great deal. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Uh, I also sorry. picked up the Pop Gun. Number three anthology for how much? Five dollars. Wow. Five dollars. Yep. And and I and I ran it right over to Eric Larson, talked to him for a while, and he had and he signed it for me. Excellent. Yep. Uh well I bought some books. Uh aside from the Archaea books, I bought some books at uh Bergen Street Comics where we um uh I know we're kind of haphazardly going through our comic weekend, but uh, (laughs) But Saturday night, uh, so we'll go in reverse. Saturday night, um, after um, after the con was over, we rolled into Brooklyn. Uh, we rolled we rolled deep into Brooklyn, and uh, we're Bergen Street uh, Comics. Uh, Tom and Amy, uh, the uh, owners and proprietors, were hosting nice in, in conjunction Hell with yes. our buddy. Yeah, totally. Uh, our buddies Ron, Connor, and Josh, and the rest of the Fanboy crew, um, and Bergen Street were having their party there, where they were. Um, Hosting Jeff Johns and Francis Manipal. Yep. So we we rolled there, got some dinner in Brooklyn. Vince and uh, and and uh, and David and I had some delicious bagels, and uh, <sighs> Chris and that crew had some pizza. And yeah, then we and rolled... I still I still don't get it. Don't get what? Yeah. You, you, got it. you got it. I'm just going to anyway. right now. So, so Burke Street is a relatively new LCS. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It is not. It, it is not a. 
for those that have the quote unquote typical LCS, it isn't, this is not that. It's beautiful wood paneling. As I said, there's Nathan Fox art. They have they have they rotate uh, original art from different artists. I know a few months ago they had Sean uh, they had Sean Murphy's art on the walls and stuff. Um, you know, well painted, well lit. Uh, it, it's a comic. It's a comic shop. But if you were just to describe it, it would be it is an art bookstore. Yes, exactly. Right, so, because they um, focus on trades instead of uh, floppies. They they did have some, but the majority of the places i mean it's florida ceiling they, they, they may they may have had the floppies put away for the the party oh maybe um, I, I would imagine there's probably like wire rack or something like that for, yeah but it was florida ceiling trades all around the perimeter of the store Florida ceiling people by the time we got there yeah yeah man it was sorry awesome. jason go ahead did we lose jason oh come on no here, here. oh okay. continue i'm sorry that's okay. So they had a fantastic selection. I mean, they really did have tons of indie stuff. I mean, they even had, to give people an idea, they even had Rambo 3.5 on the shelves. I mean, so they, they really are, you know, they, 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 they had tons of mini comics and stuff. They're legit. So, yeah, a combination of, of, of wanting, of being impressed with the store and wanting to, uh, you know, say a little thank you to them for hosting the party and, and getting to meet Jeff Johns and, and that sort of thing. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I did buy some stuff from there. Um, I, and, and I know half of it is going to make Vince, uh, wet because it's the stuff I'm he probably would, would never expect me to buy and want me to. Um, I bought Pim and Francie. Yay. So, this is already discussed. Oh, before you uh, move on, tell them how yeah. much we, uh, while we were, Jason and I were trolling the con floor, we encountered original Al Columbia oh, yeah. art from oh, Pim and Francie. Yeah. And well, there, there may be like 6 by 5 6 by 6 drawings. Uh, and uh, they had three of them. Each one of them was how much, Jason? Twelve fifty. Twelve. Twelve hundred and fifty dollars. I was going to say twelve, 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 fifty, nine, fifteen dollars. No, I was like, ooh, because we're looking through the art, and I'm like, ah, I wouldn't buy that. And yeah. I pick up the the Columbia. I was like, oh my god, and it's like, flip it over, twelve hundred and fifty. Yeah, exactly. Like, for, for, yeah, I'm for just going to put this fancy down. Art? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, that that book has gotten a lot of play. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Well, yeah. apparently, you can buy a fucking Dave Gibbons page out of Watchmen for less than that. Well, I would not you, pay we, five dollars five for an Umberto Ramos as much as I love him, but damn, if I had the scratch, I would pay $1,200 for an Al Yeah, Al- that's the beauty of art. You know, it's yeah, whatever exactly. appeals to you. Go get yeah. you a uh, commandy page, dude. Well, not really. But maybe for more than that, but yeah. Yeah, more than that. But you, can get a 12, you can get a commandy page for $1,200. I saw one at the show for $1,200. Oh, your, your voice is so lilting when you get excited. Uh-huh. You go, wee! <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So Pim and Francie, which I know made Vince happy, I bought the New Wave Underground Mini Comics of the 1980s. Get yeah. out! Oh, I love you even more. Uh-huh. I got, uh, now I had requested uh, ahead of time Johnny Wander, which uh, I will hopefully talk about in a few weeks when I get to it, but that was... Um, I was listening to some guys talk about their SBX trip, and Johnny Wander is a, I believe it's a webcomic, but it was a, a collection of that, and, and it was supposed to be the one of the quote-unquote hot books to get at SBX and how, how great it was. So I just, I, I bought that. It's a Slice of Life comic. Uh, so I, I, I had that on reserve. Um, I did get Axe, because uh, oh, apparently uh, Chris Starrus doesn't love me as much as he loves Chris. And... Um, I bought Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba's new uh, Details by Dark Horse, which is the it's a collection of some of their earlier work um, that they did before they really became the superstars they are. And to top it all off and make Chris happy, 
uh, I bought the second and third hardcovers of Lock and Key. I was buying the issues and have the issues, but I love that first hardcover so much. I figured, what the hell? I'll, I'll have the. Uh, I'll just get it all in hardcover. So wow, uh, good stuff. And and so yeah, I mean, and great store. Tom and Amy, they listen as well. So so thanks for uh, your hospitality. And- yeah, that's that's cool because when uh, I, you know he listens because while we were outside talking with him, he uh, he brought up Rocket Ship and and that's a store or it's few stores but uh it's one of the stores that my aunt used to go to and and it's mm-hmm. closed now so uh and then because she lives she doesn't live right around the corner but uh she has gone to bergen street comics in the past because i i have a couple of bags right here from when she sent me stuff and and it's from bergen so i'll um she's on vacation down south right now but when she comes back and next time she wanders into bergen street i'll ask her to uh Look for Tom and introduce yourself, but uh, it he, he listens. And he wanted to know, you know, if if uh, she ever made her way over there. And all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably it's probably a good time to um, um, thank the iFanboy guys as well because yeah, they, they were yeah. they were great hosts the entire weekend and um, just it was yeah, great for, great to see. Yeah, them. right. And 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 Chris and uh, Chris and I had the uh, had the added pleasure on Thursday night of of hanging out with with uh with those guys we since chris was in town chris uh came in on thursday and and uh spent the day in the city we went out to lunch that day he he and i and lucas the uh awesome uh aussie lucas, director of yep. angel um yep, and then and then yep chris and i met up with ron and connor and had uh some barbecue thursday night uh and then we hit a a trio of social <laughs> gatherings before i brought chris back to my house so my dog could bark at him and um and the 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 <laughs> It Your was, dog it, is a sweetheart. Oh, for sure, for sure. The we we went to a Stan Lee uh, foundation, foundation, the Stan Lee Foundation, which is a new charity group uh, event, which was at the Nasdaq, and it was a very, shall we say, eclectic group of of, yeah. of people. Um, we estimated it was somewhere, weird is what it yeah was. yeah we estimated somewhere between five and ten percent of the attendees had ever read a comic, much less were comic book fans. It was very much a New York Manhattan socialite scene. There was a red carpet. There was uh, there were there were photographers and, and media. Neo, the R and B singer, was there. Um, Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming was there. Wow. Uh, we Love we that. as far as this, we, the only the only other com- tried and true comic book readers that were there besides the uh, our group were um, were Joe Casada, Paolo Rivera, Tom Brevoort, and C B Sabolsky that we could tell. And there were there were about five hundred people that looked like they really probably had never opened up a comic book before. So we didn't stay for too long. We bounced out of there and then we went to the um Dapper forget Man. the name of the place, but wherever the return of the Dapper Men party was, which was uh, Jim McCann and something something tea room or something. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was Jim McCann and Janet Lee is the artist, and uh, that was that was cool. It was real chill. It was um, it was you know those guys. Janet's art is beautiful, and and it was it was sort of a gallery showing as well, and and uh, wasn't a lot of liquor there, so we didn't again stay too long but we did see a lot of people there a lot of a lot of friends and mm-hmm. uh mike perkins and john suntress and have met up with josh there and a bunch of other people and uh and then where did we go last chris oh and then we uh, went to the um again i don't know the name of the bar but it was the comics alliance and dark horse, dark horse little yeah. soiree which was basically a bar to just boot and hooked up with tom yes and you nearly you nearly broke tom's already sensitive back giving him a bear hug <laughs> from behind <laughs> Uh. Yeah, point that out from behind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Thursday. So, and and the point of all this is that Ron, Ron and Connor were sort of our 
our uh, our ambassadors for that evening uh, and had arranged for all of that stuff. And so, uh, much love to those guys. Yeah, always always fun yeah. hanging out with those guys. Always, I, I, after you guys, those those are the guys that I that I miss the most and and want to want to hook up with. I mind so, meld with Ron. Whenever I, I I'm in his presence, it's like we we like the same stuff pretty much. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're of one mind. Yeah, right. absolutely. And then Chris, you and I owe owe, owe Ron. Oh yeah, and Connor another thanks as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh you. boy. Um, can I take me. Can I take a five minute bathroom break while you guys go, go over this? Yeah, go for it. Well, I was gonna say my um, I am extremely jealous that uh, that Chris and and Jason started their con weekend uh, a day. Earlier, an evening earlier. I I didn't start mine till Friday. Mine started when uh, when our roommate and fellow up statesman Steve Raker showed up at my house, and uh, we made it to the train station, made it into the city with no problems. Showed up at the uh, showed up at the con and made our way to Julian's table first. So. It was my first time meeting Steve, and it was my first time meeting Julian. I also oh, was met. Your first time meeting Steve, really? Yeah, I we. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, we were trying to. Uh, I was supposed to go last April to uh, to New York Comic Con, and then he uh, he always invites us up to uh, to his place, especially for the small little Albany Con that they have, like on a Sunday, where you'd see like Joe Sinat and Mike McCone and Ron Mars, guys like that. Hembeck, they they usually show up there. Um, so yeah, so I finally met him, and it was it was a lot of first. I met uh, I met Mario finally. Uh, Mario, yes, we, it was yes. great. Finally, he was fantastic. That's been so long in the making, like you said. Um, Freaking Mario, and, uh, <laughs> Monster was one of the first people from the forum who approached us and introduced himself. He yeah, it was real he's quick. Cool. Shows up and then it is like disappears. So it was oh, fantastic. Wait, oh, I stood and talked to him before yeah, you well, jump on. There I gave him months. time. Yeah, I just have to say because I was going to mention it. Uh, it was on my list to the mention. Monster had uh, he had drawn me and posted on the forum some time ago. Uh, an awesome, uh, again, I, I, I deign to call it a sketch. It's more like a commission of of Michonet from uh, from Walking Dead fame. Um, who uh, those that read the book know that she has had a, there was a scene where she was when she first shows up where she's got two zombies on on leashes because she uses them to um, to you know blend in and what what have you. So he drew me a picture of Michonet, and in one leash uh, being pulled on one side is a uh, a zombie rocket raccoon, and then the other leash is a zombie <laughs> Deadpool. And uh, he yeah. showed up, like, David came up to the con, introduced himself, and then bam, pulls out this beautiful finished commission piece 11 by 14 for me. Again, just just as a thank you, and I, I just, I'm floored again, so that will also beautiful. go to frame up with the gallery, too. So, yeah. thanks to Monster. Go ahead, David. Uh, so, uh, Saw Alan again. I saw Alan earlier in the year with Wood when we went out to dinner. It was um, his birthday. Happy it was, birthday. It, yes, yes. It was on Friday, yeah, I met him happy, on happy Friday on his birthday. I saw him again. Um, the uh, We met Devin Friday evening at the Top Shelf booth. Although, well, we met him Friday. Chris, Vince, and I and Jason met him Saturday night at the farm. But he was a little hesitant to introduce himself to Chris because of, of Chris's mm. no Canadian rule. But Devin's yeah. a little bigger Dr. than That stopped with, with big fucking Canadians. Yeah, okay. see? Yeah, Devin's a little bit taller. And, and Kick your ass is what yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a little big, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say 
say much shit about Canadians when that. Oh, six foot, that. six foot four, like two hundred and twenty um, pound Canadians they, are cool with me. Uh, we I met met Jeff Lemire Sunday morning at the Top Shelf booth. Finally, finally, um, yeah, it was so hard to track him down. Also, the first time I met our other roommate Tim, I. I Supposed to meet Tiki last year when I went, but didn't. So uh, it really was. It was. It was. Fant- it was great bunch of first met uh, met Jamar Nicholas, who is also the artist of uh, Fist Stick Knife Gun, which I'll talk about later. But uh, spent a couple minutes with him, and he uh, he sketched in the the book and personalized it to Renee. I'll talk about that the book later. But uh, yeah, a lot lot of first, and I'm sure. Oh, Eric. And uh, at the farm, who had to leave because he's got babies to go home to. He is also on the farm. Smart man. Yeah. Uh, and Don't forget uh, Timmy Wood. Timmy Wood. Wood's long-lost cousin, Timmy. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. And, and his buddy, another iFanboy uh, writer extraordinaire, Paul Montgomery. They were there. To yes. Paul, and and it looks just like his Twitter avatar. No, Paul is great. He, he introduced himself. and Fuzzy and, typewriter. Uh, yes. And it was uh, – it. yeah, there were people that were just – and and – you know, met met Lucas, even though he had lunch with you guys on on Thursday. So it was great to meet him. It, I mean, it was great meeting everybody. That's that's redundant, but it's it's. Uh, well, since it, you're it's, dropping names, don't forget about Gobo. I know, absolutely, Ryan. Uh, I, I, got, I, I got I got I got a special message for for Gobo in our closing minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who else? Uh, Eric Hurst, forty two. We hung with yep. him for a little uh, while. Spigs, Spigs uh, from the Spigs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Johnny uh, Homicidal Drummer and George XXXXXXXX. Yeah, spelled yeah. It. yeah uh, sitting, sitting next to us, Virgil's. Yeah, fucking Daryl. That's his yeah, name now. Uh, and and Gabe from yeah. the Fix Crew. That's his name. Fucking the Darryl. the I'm with Vince shirts made it in. <laughs> oh my God! And Renee is wearing hers right now. Oh, right she is with she me. Is. Yes, she is. Let the fingers I'm, do the I'm walking, good, baby. Good. I got a I I got one uh, uh, that I'm gonna give to to Suntress. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh yes. Oh, John. John's funny. John and I uh, shared a hug at at. Who else? Ne- who else? Um, I didn't make a list because I was afraid of forgetting people. You know, but, there were uh, people that um, here. Rick here's Gordon a, a weird list. House. It was nice seeing Rick Gordon. I hadn't seen yes. him in age. I yes. missed uh, him. That's that's one. That's my list of people I did not see. Yes. Rick, Rick Gordon. Uh, Frankie the Dillinator was supposedly there. I didn't see him. Spigs was there. Christopher Stark. Uh, Boomer Z from the uh, Goaler Thirty One. I didn't see him. Joey N. J.K. Limp. Uh, and uh, was in the house. People keep telling me that Pat Loika was there. Yep. Yeah, I think it didn't it's, see Loika. I, I think it's a lie. Him. It's a yep. it's a ball face lie. <laughs> he had someone go it to take pictures. House, yeah, it's all Photoshop. <laughs> no, that's a hologram, David. It was the Holo. Loika hologram. Yep. Of course, saw the CGS crew. Uh, oh yeah, except for Peter. Well, minus Peter Rios. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> uh, I saw Sean Whelan. I couldn't say hi to him because he saw, was always saw busy. Sean and saw, Jim. Sean, Sean, Sean and Jim. Jim. And, and I, I called. I called. I called Sean Jim on the panel. I went back. Oh, and hilarious. Said, always classy, Mister Neesman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, be, I do want to hear about this panel. Another example of Mister Neesman's classiness. When we were at Bergen Street Comics. <laughs> What did I do? Oh, my God. Oh, hilarious. Picture picture this, people. Picture this. The place is packed wall to wall with people. And we're looking around. Let's establish that. Because Jeff Johns and Francis Manipool are there. And and Chris, were you looking for Connor or were you you looking for Ron? Oh, it was Connor. And Chris, from outside the building, (laughs) screams to Connor. 
Come, we're here. We're going to be. We'll be back in a couple minutes. And all heads turn to look at Chris, and I'm like, he is can not he get, with us. He's not. <laughs> I said, you should have put your corn cob pipe in your mouth when you said that. Yahoo! We're going to go off the street for some grits. We'll, some be grits. Back. <laughs> we'll be back in a, in, a, in a real quick minute. But and then the, when we went in, we all agreed that it would have been weird if Jeff Johns had done that, but we could have <laughs> understood it. But if anyone else did it, it was totally ridiculous. Especially with Josh standing right outside. I didn't see him there. I just would have told Josh. I didn't see him there. Screaming right in the boys' ear. Yeah. Oh, I if I... <laughs> But that's our Chris, though. We gotta love him. It's true. Yeehaw. Would you have rather me say, "Guys, wait here. I'm gonna go inside and let Connor know that we that we're here, and we'll be back in in about a half hour, forty five minutes." That's probably, okay. we're, we're, that's probably a good idea. Outside, <laughs> but no. a better look. You guys You're, mentioned Julian hanging out with us, right? Oh, Mr. we Biden. should because we spent a lot of time with Mr. Julian Lytle. And Julian. of course, we we have yet to mention our our our. Uh, 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 Marty, our our last roommate, I think that we have yet to mention, yep. obviously, uh, who was was in in tow as well. So it was Marty, Tiki, Chris uh, Steve, Chris Campbell, of course, which is like our eighth roommate, and the uh, the the four of us were. Uh, it was were a tight knit group this year. It was. Gabriel hung out that night, and then as I said, we went into three o'clock in the morning with uh, Tom Fowler was was at our table hanging out. Um, uh, who is uh, Joe, constantly Joe practice was there? Yeah, I was yes. gonna say that. But uh, Tom Fowler, who is constantly um, mistaken for Mr. Mike, Mike Norton, yeah, and Marty, I just want to tell people the joke has run its course. Yeah, people. But no, honestly, stop, Mar- stop reminding or or alerting Mike and Tom that they resemble each other they play it up too. i mean no they're, they, they're sick of it mike, they're sick mike of had it. <laughs> well, that's not true mike had tom standing at the booth while he was at a, a panel on saturday saying he was mike norton so i mean they're not really sick of it i mean i think they're sick of it now but i think see, i think this weekend officially made it make them made them sick of it but we were at the farm marty went up to tom and thought it was mike he said hey mike and Tom goes number seven, seven people today. <laughs> you know, and it, Tom is quite loud when he wants to be. True, yeah, it's pretty well, funny. Uh, Chris, we met uh, we met Aaron and e- and and Evie finally uh, yep, of Awesome finally. Comics fame. Um, trying to think of uh, we met any other. Um, I think well, there's Chris, one you, you should talk about who, who we met that we're most excited about. That's what I'm oh, going to say. Uh, uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, we were we were lucky enough to uh, to weasel our our way in to um, uh, to the, uh, the 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 bowels of of the Javits Center and uh, and and sneak in uh, and and uh, meet Mr. Stanley, which was the man, the man Excelsior, which was one of the strangest and most <laughs> thrilling experiences I've ever had. Um, it was it was. It was awesome and surreal. It was extremely, extremely cool. And again, yeah. every every New York Comic Con, uh, Ron and Connor and Josh, kicked, uh, they do an interview with Stan. It's tradition. So this year they um, they had uh, us come along as well as a contest winner um, whose name escapes me right now. I believe it was Kelly. Shelly. 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 Uh, and uh, to Chris's credit, I mean, we sort of were flies on the wall for much of it, and uh, it was it was still a great thrill. I was going to be content shaking the man's hand, but to Chris's credit, he had a camera, and, and after he 
took a picture for Shelly, the contest winner with Stan. Uh, Chris was uh, was daring enough to say to Stan, would you mind having a picture with Jason and I? And, of course, he was you know, I'm sure he's probably had the picture taken with a trillion people. He's used to it. Mm-hmm. So he got a photo and Chris got us, uh, got us a nice photo of, uh, of the man. So, um, yes. that will be the one and only photograph that is framed in my comic room. Sorry. You have to look at, at my doughy. Well, I'm Photoshop you out. I mean, you're on the right side. It was super cool. Wrong. It was super cool. Yeah. Cause, uh, so, yeah. you know, we really had no role there other than as fanboys. I mean, there's really no, we weren't holding the camera. We weren't, uh, uh, the, the funny here. moment for me is that I'm wearing I'm wearing a Godland shirt that I that I bought from Tom Scioli and it's it's um um Basil um um the the floating skeleton mm-hmm. head and and the word balloon is is violence is the new black and Stan comes up to me and as I'm being introduced to me he's like what's it what's this say violence is the new black oh that's cute. <laughs> 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 yes, and what was kind of bizarre is that was in the presser, and we're waiting for Stan and his entourage to show up, and just strolling down the hallway is uh, Dexter. Yeah, my guy who plays Dexter. Paul. You see, yeah. that's the that's the man I would have wanted to meet. Sure, sure. He is awesome, but I, I, I'm pleased, and and it makes me feel good that you got. To you were so him. nonplussed about. I don't really, no, I don't really care. Drop. Yeah. yeah, and and, and Wood, it's almost seemed Wood, angry that we spent an hour yeah. away from his presence to go. Yeah, do it's this. like what the hell with Stan. Come on! Uh, and every on Twitter, whenever I posted it, like half of the responses were were something to do with you, Vince. I know, because I just love Stan. So yeah, much. everyone's like, "Where was Vince in the picture?" I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up in the balcony with the sniper rifle, I could oh, not get a beat it. on him. Now I tried. Now, that was the coolest celebrity moment. The most surreal celebrity uh, sighting was at the farm, which was this really neat Brooklyn bar where we went to after the Bird yeah. Street thing hanging out uh we're i don't know where we yeah the, there's an outdoor part and into the part i guess they were closing the outdoor part so we were kind of it's meandering. the flatbush farm but the bar next door is called the barn okay okay so we were being kicked out of the farm part where we all had been sitting most of the night and we're make, slowly making our way into the inside area and standing at the door gabriel hardman who again we were hanging out with that night um was talking to someone and as it turns out it was michael myers the yeah, very famous Austin Powers, baby. Shrek and Austin yeah. Powers and all that. And you might be saying, what was Michael Myers doing in Brooklyn? Excellent question. I still don't know if I, uh, but I, as it turns out, I believe he was there for a friend's birthday. Uh, but but the point being, um, Gabriel knows him because Gabriel has had the good fortune of uh, of doing storyboarding work on many of, of Michael's movies. So they they friendly, I guess, on friendly terms. And uh, he was kind enough to, uh, to bring me over and introduce me. And uh, so I shake uh, Mr. Austin Powers' hand. It was cool. Didn't really have much to say to him. It was nice to meet you, but you know, uh, yeah, it was kind of freaky, right? I was just like a random Brooklyn bar, and you know, I guess you could run into people anywhere, but it was just sort of like, huh, Michael Myers, how strange is that, you know? So. Very cool. Yeah, tell, was... tell them about the two women who actually listened to our show at the at the farm. Those those two hotties that were yeah, at the I haven't table. Yeah, I have heard this story. <laughs> No, really? Uh, no. One, of, one of them knew Daryl, and they're like, oh, I listen to and like, who, which one, who are you? And Steve's like, that's David A. Price. She said, why do I know that? Who are you? And I'm like, that's Vince B. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, it's uh, she had ADHD or something, because she just was not focused on the situation. No, she wasn't. No. Either that, and, she, and she had a lot of drinks in her. I think that's the problem. Yeah. And so, and one of the women was talking to Wood. I think. Uh, no, 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 no. She wanted to. I was she wanted to stay outside. She wanted to stay outside as we were all getting 
ushered or herded back in and um she ends up talking to Chris, but you know she's not all there because they end up talking about fucking curling brushes and brooms. Oh, no. Are you oh, serious? Oh, that, oh, that's Chris's oh, line. Allie, okay. Hey, baby. You don't know is I had the displeasure. Allie's a lovely girl, but I had the displeasure of at the Dapper Men party. You know, when it's a cocktail party, you kind of meander in and out of conversations. And <laughs> sometimes you get caught in one with your – you don't necessarily want to be in, but you can't just bounce <laughs> because it's rude. So Everyone, we first get there and – Allie, who knows Chris, listens to our comics, knows him from that, whatever, and, uh, and comes up to talk to us. And it's Chris, Allie, and myself. And again, lovely, lovely young lady. But I guess apparently she too curls inexplicably. So oh, I'm finding sorry. myself in this hot ass teak room with no beer in my hands, <laughs> where I'm. There's no one else around that isn't engaged in conversation. That I can just jump and sidle over to, and they're talking about goddamn brushes and how you could take any shoes you want to this one store and they'll turn them into curling shoes and how they were and how when does Hurley start and when are your games and I'm like, really? Like like for real? Wow. Like, no, I heard oh. curling turns chicks on. Apparently, <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac. Really Susan's yeah. almost ready to start. Oh, no. Speaking of aphrodisiac, you know who I tried to convince to read aphrodisiac? Who? Brie Grant. Wow. Do you know who Brie Grant is? No. She was at Bergen Street. She is the, you would know her as the blonde speedster from Heroes. Really? Yeah, you know the speedster from Heroes? Yeah. The one, yeah, the one, she was there. She wasn't a blonde at this, but she's now a brunette. I don't know if she was, but she's a brunette now. She was at the con because she and her brother uh, put out a comic. Um, and I guess she knows Ron from California or whatever. I don't know. Oh, to what extent I know. Did. Yeah, she was in, wasn't she in Lost? Uh, I don't think so. As what? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't think so. I'm thinking of the wrong girl. Then I'm thinking the, of the, the, the speed, the speed, the, the the Flash version. They're super fast runner on on heroes. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Anyway, I was standing with her and Ron, uh, with she and Ron talking about something, and, and he was pointing out different comics she should read, and Aphrodisiac was staring, sitting right there, and I was like, "You hey, better read Aphrodisiac." Suggest me. You got to do this. For sure. One of the what books else? that I bought at Bergen Street, I actually read. Really? Yeah, for this week. Um, and I, I won't get too deep into it because it's it's not anything you can get. It doesn't require any Bear kind of... An, no, it's Johnny Ryan's Prison Pit. Oh, yes. It's brutal. It is It is so over the top. Yes. Remember the, the, the whole Mike Diana case? That uh, yes. Mike Diana, the cartoonist, was uh, brought up on obscenity charges for uh, his very explicit cartoons. Johnny Ryan puts him to shame. Some of the really? some of the some of the shit Johnny Ryan does, if 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 it was like fifteen twenty years ago, he would be locked up. The key would be way thrown away. It's huh. yeah. I mean, if you want to, it's extremely decompressed. It's a fight comic. It's an alien. Who's for some reason is incarcerated and transported deep into the this this planet, and it's really cool. There's a, a spaceship that kind of drops this tube into the planet, and this comic is so decompressed that there's a there's two pages, almost three pages, of the tube just descending into this hole carved into the planet. That's how. It's 120 pages, and I'd say maybe it's about a half hour, 45 minutes of real time. 
Okay. So you're, you're talking airy. I mean, there, this is just, and as the guy's transported into the planet, he's falling down the tube. He's beating the shit out of his jailer. And it just goes on and on, panel after panel of the two just beating, pounding the crap out of each other. That's basically what this comic is. It's a fight comic. It's like Thunderdome. It's like Destroy, but just so brutal and gory. Oh, it, and, no, but it, it's nasty. so inventive, though. Yes, no, uh, you're right. You're right. It's brutal, and it, it is it is very gory, but it's like, say, uh, what is the new W? Is it WWE now? Yeah. It's WWE taken to Thunderdome level. All the fights are to the death, and there's biting and clawing and dismemberment, and, and just people are ripped in half. Intestines come alive and wrap around the, this main uh, character, and uh, nipples are squeezed, and juice flows out of them, and, and saws his arm off. But it's really obscene because there's one... Uh, kaiju-like um alien that seems to be the 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 boss of this area where our our oh. and he's got like a, a swastika on his belt do you ever see inframan the the uh the movie inframan he looks like something out of that he's got a mace for a hand a skull for a head he's got plates on his neck like like the some tribes do where they keep putting plates in the neck to extend the necks of the right. women yeah he's got plates on his neck spikes and he squeezes um, a pimple or a boil or something on his chest. And you see the juice come like squirt out like in juice. slow motion. And it's, it slices the, the main character's arm off. And he's bleeding. He's like, you want this arm back? I guess the main character killed his little pet slug. And he's pissed off. So he says, like, you get me another slug. I'll think about getting your arm back. And it's just fight after fight. There's these worms with vaginas in their for faces, and and our main character traipses across this beautifully rendered alien landscape. It's a bit different from Johnny Ryan's normal stuff. Like he usually uses a brush. This is all pen. But the 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 thing that gets me is there's a a multi-eyed alien that comes trudging over a sand dune, and he's got his little he's got his business hanging out. I mean, there's nothing hidden in this book. And he starts fighting with the main character, who is by now is covered in blood, just dripping head-to-toe blood. And then uh, the language is pretty brutal in this, too. It, it, these comics are like something you would see doodled in a, in a, a student's notebook. Like, you know when, when, the, when the mind just goes blank and the hand takes over, like automatic drawing? It's just stream of consciousness, total id-driven comics. Uh, and, and so they're, they're beating the crap out of each other and the little skinny guy is on the ropes. He stops, grabs his unit, starts playing with it, and this fluid starts streaming out of it and he becomes this gigantic ooze monster. Like the little guy's in the middle, but then there's this exoskeleton of ooze that came from his penis and they start fighting <laughs> and, and they're beating the crap out of each other. Uh, so I told you the guy got his arm cut off before, right? This little slug-like creature bonds itself to his arm, and I'm going to spoil the ending of Prison Pit Number One because oh, you're going to no, want no, you're you're no, going to want to no. you're going to want to read no, it don't because spoil. no, no so once you no once you hear the ending, you will run out and get this book if you are at all adventurous. The main character is covered in blood. Head to toe, got this slug bonded to what's left of his arm. He just fought a gigantic sperm monster ate the guy's 
face-off. And he's, he's tired, so he leans up against the rock, and he looks at the little guy on his arm, and the little guy starts licking the blood off him. Okay? Do you know where this is going? He's, he's, he's exhausted. He's almost comatose from, from loss of blood. The little dude on his arm, that is his arm, licking the blood off him, and a whole page, you see this alien penis. <laughs> become erect and it's got these l-shaped spiky barbs on the side of it the little dude on his arm starts blowing him <laughs> at the end of the book do you feel compelled <laughs> to talk about some kind of penile comic book every i i love this comic <laughs> i love it so much i want to read it again and again and again it's That's just, a good thing. It's so no, it's so it's so inventive. Heads are ripped That's... off. There's just one creature that the head gets ripped off and and where the wound is, these arms start growing out of it and a little tiny baby head comes out and the main character bites the friggin' head off and then he rips the guy in half and the a typical page is four panels. That's how decompressed this is, but it is so beautiful. It, I wonder if this is like the guy though that Again, I wonder, you know, there's always that one kid in school that gets in trouble for doodling all day and, and he drawing the penises and people are like, what's the matter with oh, that have, guy? Have you, ever, no, have, you read, that guy. Did, have you ever read... I'm wondering if this is that guy. No, I talking to him. No. That's very funny. Right, so. hey, have you yeah. ever read Angry Youth comics? Johnny Ryan's Angry Youth comics? No. There, are, there are no holes barred. Absolutely none. He is it. total, totally id-driven comics. I mean, he has a character called Sherlock McRape. That's a, he's a detective <laughs> rapist. Yeah, <laughs> he's got this sadistic comedian called Boobs Pooter. There's one story where uh, Don Quixote uh, fights windmills uh, with a baby pasted to his dick. <laughs> it's that <laughs> he clapped. I love I love Johnny Ryan. There there are no holes barred, and it, it, you got to get Prison Planet. It's 120 pages from Fantagraphics, square bound cardstock covers, great paper, 12.99. Oh, go. geez, run out and get it. That's my recommendation. Prison Pit, and the second. No, no this okay. and I bought both volumes. I'm not going to get into the second one, but okay. the first one starts off with an up close. Uh, look at the one alien with the swastika taking a dump. You see his butt, and it's yeah. on the bottom of the pit. It's just all this stuff's coming out. I love this stuff because it's unfettered. It's just pure creativity. It's just what can I do? Okay, I'll make one of my characters squeeze a a boil on him, and this stuff will come out, and it'll turn into. Uh, it's awesome. Bam, get it. <laughs> do it. Do it. If you nice. like comics with penises, Daryl's going, fuck it, Vince is off on it again. Uh, <laughs> penises. Not, if it's $2.99, I'll get it, even if it's got penis. No, nah, it's twelve ninety nine. Oh, Damn. Well. Worth every friggin' penny. Yes, sir. Johnny Ryan's my new hero. I'm sorry. You know this. <laughs> uh, I picked up from the uh, <laughs> from the twins for a whopping $3. From uh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. Uh, how'd you pronounce it, Vince? What? Atelier? How they're, 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 they're $3. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Yes, yes. Pick that up for. Uh, Talk for about value. $3. Yes, seriously. Yeah. This thing is thick and dense. Uh, Vince was nice enough to uh, to get me 
Atomic Press's A1 Book 1. Yes. You know how much that was? How much was it? I don't want to know. It, it, it was oh, I got, I got to tell you, because it, it has a Alan Moore scripted story of the Warp Smiths from um, Miracle Man. Yes. I, I don't think that's ever been... Yes, I don't think that's ever been reprinted. I, I'm probably wrong, but even if it was reprinted, you're not going to be able to buy the the uh, Miracle Man trades for any kind of money. They're they're obscenely expensive. That issue was two dollars. I said, I'm getting this for David. I'm getting it for. Him. Yeah. Well, Jeffrey Saga's in there. Include uh, Bob Burden. Glenn Fabry, Paris Collins, who, you know, yes. Blue Beetle and Blue Devil. I mean, I haven't heard of Paris. I haven't seen anything by him in years. Not that this is new, but uh, John Bolton, beautiful art by John Bolton. Of course, Bo Jeffries, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz doing Mr. X. You got Dave Keen and, and Neil Gaiman. Mr. X. Um, so I, this was this was the first, this was almost the first. Well, no. The art was after this. This was the first purchase that wasn't that that was that was given to me, and then uh, uh, I, I picked up the Lady Death freebie that you talked about, and we talked to Mister Brian Polito. Yes, we did. Who, who? seventy thousand copies of the free issue were ordered by retailers. Think about People that. Seventy thousand yeah. copies of Lady Death, the f- the free issue. That's that's significant. And and he was really optimistic. He said, yes. even if we get even if we get half of the people, huh. even <laughs> even a, <laughs> I know. I know. don't be nasty. No. Oh, well, even, just, even, well, I'm nasty, dude. I, I, no, I'm not, I don't mean to be real. I'm saying that. Yeah, you got to be real. I thought you were going to say if he gets ten percent, if he gets seven thousand subscribers, I mean, I think that he can make. You know, that's that's. The fair expectation, and and yeah. and if it is seven thousand, it's going to be just straight up from. He, he's saying that Avatar is not going to do multiple multiple variant covers. Yeah, he he seemed to be against that for, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, um, they'll probably be but, the retailer incentive and the standard cover. Uh, it's kind of like a reboot, sort of. Um, he said he wanted to wipe the slate and get lady build lady death back up from the ground up yeah but then i guess from what he was saying she's going to slip back into her normal role but it's not going to be f- anytime soon he's going to have her put the training wheels on learn the ropes and little by little she's going to get that the memories of what she was back and he he was excited i mean Seriously. In, to the point where it was infectious like i liked if you listen last week i liked the issue enough as it was but hearing him talk about it's like i like this this yeah, is the, the, you're, you're, you're contagious buddy yeah seriously because he uh i think i oh well, i don't know if he sold steve on it because steve raker was with us and and uh yes. but the the first issue or the zero issue is in this month's previews um yeah so yeah and we got, I'll, I'll be checking we got a signed out. poster too from yep uh, got a signed poster by the artist and the writer mm-hmm. uh the um so he, he was very excited about that and um oh shoot uh paul the artist of uh freak angels was also there so i mm-hmm. i told him i i enjoy his work on the uh on the web comic uh got my Box 13 trade signed with a sketch by uh, artist Steve Ellis. David Gallagher was not, wasn't there on, uh, on Sunday. I think he was either under the weather or he was injured. Uh, so he did not make it, uh, for most of the weekend from what I understand. I didn't, I didn't walk out with, with a ton of stuff. Like I said, I, I went there to, to hang out with my buds. I did get a copy of, uh, Heathen Town finally. Uh, nice. 
can't wait to read that. The, and, For those that and, don't remember, it's it's, uh, it's it's Gabriel and his wife, uh, Karina's uh, uh, original graphic novel. Yes. Yeah. Um, and at Bergen Street, I did pick up the outfit. So, because as I recalled last week when we were talking about the guys were talking about the uh, the book, I ordered the man with the getaway face, but for whatever reason, I don't know what the hell happened. I, I lapsed in the following month in ordering the uh, the follow up book. So, finally got that. I'll sit down and uh, and enjoy that. I didn't bother to look for the limited edition or, or con exclusive copy. I didn't. I really didn't go into. I don't think I kind of, st- well, aside from Top Shelf and, and talking to those guys, I don't think I, I went and bothered, and, and Brian Polito then, but there weren't too many vendors that I, I went up to or, or publishers that uh, I, I spent most of my time in Artist Alley and in the small press area you know, talking to Mike Norton, who was at his little table with, uh, with the rest of the guys from Cadence. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was, I, I thought the setup, like, like you explained, you know, with the construction and the barrier up, I thought it was, well thought out as far as it was i don't want to say like two conventions but you had all the vendors all the retailers all the craziness mostly on one side with all the flashing lights and the loud music and everything else and then you had artist alley and small press area and and it was and the video games and the bootleg dvds but you had uh you know, it was like kind of like another world, more or less, when uh, when you walked in the Artist Alley and just walked up and down. And and the aisles in Artist Alley were nice and wide. Um, I I really enjoyed that side of it, and 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 I think probably by Saturday, I Renee came in on Saturday early afternoon, and uh, we Jason and I met her for lunch, and then Chris came over, and then the four of us walked back into the convention and. Mm-hmm. She walked around. I introduced her to to Mike Norton, to Mahmoud, to Julian. Uh, introduced to a few folks, and it was she didn't see everything she wanted to see. Her boss wanted her to see if there was anything from True Blood there, if she could you know get her anything there. We didn't. She didn't even walk over to the vendor side. Uh, we we were just in Artist Alley in the small press area. She picked up a couple. She spotted uh, two prints by Lori B. One of Poison Ivy and one of. Uh, one of Tinkerbell, and so she got those two this weekend. But it wasn't—I uh, don't. She's never really. She's never wanted to go to cons because she figured, you know, it's my time with my friends, and 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 let me hang out with the crazies, and and afterwards, you know, she can hang out. But uh, she was a trooper. She came in and 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 she walked around. But I think it was it was just a little crowded and because she's not exactly. The tallest person in the world. She she's uh, vertically challenged. You have she she saw mm. the a lot of the backs of heads and the bottoms of posters that that, that were hanging up above. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot for her to really see. I think it was a little too crowded. And and I think Chris and I kind of came up with the idea that uh, just because of this, because of the 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 two and a half three days we were here, um, I think San Diego might not be something we're really in the mood for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, also, I'm glad that it was in all seriousness awesome to uh, to finally meet Renee in person. Oh, she and was, absolutely. You, you know, when you buzzed me up and said, "Hey, I'm going to meet Renee. You want to go go out and grab some lunch?" My initial reaction, well, my initial reaction was like, "Oh, I don't know," because you know, <laughs> first of all, 
leaving a con is usually a tough spot because you only have so many hours. And, and if you leave in New York, I was thinking especially, well, damn, I mean, the Javits Center, for those that aren't familiar with New York, Javits Center is humongous and, the, and it can hold a big conference, but it's really it, – there's nothing else around for yeah. two avenues. So if you leave the con, not only are you leaving and having to bear through the crowds and missing time, but you also have to walk a good distance or hop in a cab to get to anywhere you're probably trying to go. But I did really want to meet Renee, and I did assume when when David asked that, you know, there's no way I'm going to get any time to sit down and really chat with Renee. That's not total chaos if we stay in here. So what the F, you know, so we'll do it. And, you know, we just slept like two avenues. We ended up finding a really decent little yeah. sandwich shop. Yeah. Where, and it was pretty crowded, but there was one table sitting there for us like Karma. And we got to sit down, and it was really terrific. And actually, I think it was one of those those karmic things because, again, not only did I get a chance to spend a good hour and a half, two hours just sitting chatting with your lovely wife, but it was also cool because it was out of the hustle and bustle of the con, and it was yeah. in the middle of Saturday, which was chaos. And my dogs were barking, and it was just <laughs> great. We actually ended up getting a rest recharge yeah i think without doing that i don't know if i would have been as full full bore on saturday night as i was so it actually worked out really well to take that break at the con which is not something i normally advocate so especially um, yeah because we couldn't do it in chicago because the the convention center is in the middle of of nowhere pretty much mm -hmm. um i mean the chicago is busy but it's not like we could we could have left the area and 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 gotten a bite without hopping a cab uh it was it was it did it worked out really well i you know I was fine to just, I mean, if, if it was any other time, Saturday night when we got to Brooklyn, I probably would have wanted to go for tacos or pizza or something. The bagel was fine because we did. We, we ate, you know, a few hours earlier and it was, it was a decent lunch and it was, I mean, fine. those I, bagels were awesome. Those bagels were awesome. They really were. But, yeah. uh, you know, another thing with me is, is call it whatever you want. I, I just, I went thirsty quite, I had a water bottle that I, that I would refill, but I, just, just something about. I understand, you know, it's 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 the venue, and 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 they're making their money, and they know they got you. But something about, you know, four dollars snapples or oh, four yeah. and a quarter pretzels. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna see what I can get outside. But yeah. everything was uh, everything was great. And then when we got inside, and I brought her over to Julian's table, I got my arm around her, and I'm talking to Julian, and and all of a sudden I'm pushed, thrown out of the way, and I pretty much uh -huh. see her after that because uh, her and Vince were pretty much together at that point i think you're embellishing that a little bit a little bit just a little, just a little, little bit. bit a little bit she, she, she is a fine woman Very fine. <laughs> speaking day, speaking yeah. of, of fine women i was a foot away from trisha helfer you were how else are you, Good for you. <laughs> yeah yes i was how did it, how did it smell <laughs> you know whenever you see a no flesh and blood somebody. celebrity in real life they they they, they, they do bear the they bear the earmarks of being human. Like they may not look as as glamorous as they are on television or uh, as stylish. That makes sense. She's even better looking in person. Nice. Yeah. I've oh, seen her she was. She's. she's, she's stunning. They need uh, to get stunning. her on the cap front. That's what they need to do. And she was sitting at a booth, uh, the unfortunate position where it was on the end cap where traffic would stream around and go to another aisle so she was at the at a really bad traffic spot and uh, just sitting there and she was there for most of the con i mean you usually see a sign saying trisha will be back or or right, this right. star will be back no she she toughed it out and she was there i walked by her like five or six times and the the, the last time i said i gotta stand here and look at this woman because she Ooh. is mesmerizing 
And so uh, not only did you go to IKEA instead of hanging out Sunday, but you didn't at all during the three days say, "Would follow me? I'm going to go show you Trisha Helfer." She was right. She was right there. You you know where the dude that does the chalk drawings on the on the on the sidewalk yeah, that yeah. she right there and and uh, really I yeah I think it was Cassie the the young girl that got uh, taken captured in in the Richard Hack um, episode. Remember the uh-huh. the, the baby faced yeah. one? She was there too, oh, and okay. and so was so was Starbuck, but you couldn't get anywhere near her, which she is was weird. Katie yeah, yeah Katie she was there. Was there? Yeah, well, I love yeah. Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> but no, I think Trisha's got her, you know. Yeah, name. but Katie Sackhoff's a better actress. I mean, I, I would. I mean, there's something about her. I'm, Starbuck. I, the the acting is not a consideration. <laughs> well, no, in that in that yeah. scenario, sure, but yeah, it's stunning. I'd be more curious to sit down and spend time with Katie Sackhoff. Put it this way, I would be. Yeah. I, w- I would love to spend time with her. You know, that, that's another thing about, you know, the whole San Diego and, and, and now New York a little bit. Once again, I had a great time. It was an awesome convention, but there's, there's probably as many people that I didn't get oh, absolutely. to find. Absolutely. And I'm talking, you know, listeners, friends, and, and creators. Um, Gabriel Rodriguez, who draws Lock and Key, was yep. there. Zoom. No way. The, yeah. The, didn't even have a chance to 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 find him. Um, like I said, you know, like Jeff Lemire, it took us two and a half days yeah. to find Jeff. I saw Jeff on Sunday with my boys trudging through the madness of the main room. He was yeah. at the top shelf booth, yeah. and uh, just got to talk to him for like five minutes. I showed him the uh, the Lemire Kent uh, shelf of the man cave, which he dug a lot, and he uh, talked to my boys for a few minutes and. Reiterated that uh, he's he very much liked to come on the show and talk comics soon, and yes. uh, that was it, man. I, and I was I I'd, I'd had visions of you know boozing it with him and stuff and hanging out. It just didn't happen. Yeah. And um, I wanted to meet Lee Garbett, and and I you know apparently he was at the DC booth, but yeah. I, news to me. No, uh, no, I know you, Larry you, Larry Hama was there, but I didn't. Get a, I really wanted to go up and talk to him. Yeah, and get I mean, a at least I saw him, but yeah, would have been nice. Didn't to get a chance to meet Max Brooks. He was there. Max Brooks was there. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, I didn't even. I mean, that's that, the thing, that, you know, that's how big that show has gotten. Well, that's the, and it's funny because I know that Sados Edos, for all of the epicness it was for us, you know, it's also pretty clear that they're going to be hoping for much better attendance in future years. This mm-hmm. is the first year didn't have the attendance they were hoping for. As a con goer, it was it was awesome, awesome because, and, and we also in the, another big difference for us in, with there versus here is that we did have a booth. At Sados Sados, where we could hang out, collect our breath, and people could look for us. Mm-hmm. So I think even though New York Comic Con probably had as many, if not more, friends and listeners that we would like to have met, we didn't. We not having a booth. It was much more serendipity. I mean, if people ran into us and knew what we looked like, they they came up to us. But you know, it, we we weren't getting the, con- the sort of the constant. Hey, I wanted to say hi, or it's good to meet you. That we were getting in Sados Sados uh, for a number of reasons. But uh, yeah, you know. Back to Jeff Lemire for a second. Have you mm-hmm. seen his contribution to the first issue of Strange Tales 2? No, no I'm no, not getting no. it until the end of the month. Get it, yeah, really get it in the hardcover. Nice. I'll get it really in the hardcover. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. One of them, oh, well. Ooh, he, draws, he told me that the. Go ahead, sorry. He draws my favorite Marvel character. Wow. In, in his contribution. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> it, it's so good. Yeah. It's all around good. You got to get that issue. Um, I was just going to say the one thing he did, and when we did the few seconds we had to talk shop, he mentioned that uh, 
Matt Kint uh, will be doing an issue of Sweet Tooth soon. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh really? Very, yeah, very excited about that. Yeah. Excellent. And the underwater welder continues apace as well. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Just which end, so. Um, I think 2011. That's the uh, some point early 2000. You know, I, I did have uh, a mind to meet one person at the con, and I never got around to it. Um, Mort Drucker. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. I didn't run into him. And and people were saying, "Oh, did you hear this? Did you hear this news? Did you hear that?" When you're on the con floor, you don't hear anything. No, break it up. No, yeah, seriously. And I didn't. I didn't even know. I mean, what was. I mean, the price drops we found out about like Thursday night, and and it yeah. So that 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 really to me wasn't news. I mean, as far as I mean, there were some news. Like according to the form, it seems like one of the biggest things was a new Moon Knight series by by Bendis and Malone. But Malone, I, mean, yeah. I don't I don't know if uh, if I didn't. I said yeah, I that, that, that's for that's it, a big but, departure from daredevil um well uh an unnamed uh new project from uh azarello and eduardo riso yeah yeah, yeah, the the whole hundred bullets team so everybody so clem treasure price back for that um i don't know yeah i mean again as vince i think was trying to say before he got fuzzy uh when you're at the con not only is it hard to even see the people you hoped and intended to see but unless you're going to the panels, which I'm just not much of a panel goer, and I know you guys really didn't do any panels, save for Chris moderated a panel and participated in the panel, but he didn't attend any as a attendee. Um, you really don't. You're not catching the news because you're going out at night, so you're not sitting there surfing the web. You're not, I, so I really I didn't know about most of the news until I came back, uh, you know, Sunday night, and then some on Monday afternoon, just just reading some of the. Uh, the uh, blogs and forums and stuff, just just catching up on on what was announced. You know, pa- panels and announcements are about the the last thing that I'm interested in. Whenever I'm at mm-hmm. a convention, it's that that is I have little to no interest unless it's a panel where it's someone speaking. That you know, it, it, I heard there was a great uh, what Neil Adams Denny O'Neill panel a couple years ago. Um, you know, and, and that kind of stuff would would be interesting to sit in and just hear just hear guys like that talk about you know just I mean like the history of comics that kind of stuff. But yeah, like announcements, like news. It's, I I I give two shits about Bendis and Malieve doing Moon Knight. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait in line to get into a panel for news like that. You know. Well, no. I want to be on the floor with my boys. There you it, go. It, it's true. I am. Yeah. I would I would have liked to run into Mr. Drucker though. Yeah, oh sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's check the the old clock on the wall and see what we got. Yeah, we're we're running late. We're there. I mean, it's, it's one o'clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing that I'm I'm really happy to have picked up um, for only two dollars, Spirit Jam. Oh yes, from Kitchen Sink. Yes, featuring, and this is this is the reprint because it includes the special bonus, the Spirit versus Cerebus with Dave Sim. Right. So the original Spirit Jam obviously did not include the right. second tale because it was yeah. d- done way after. My copy does not. But um, you know, you got like Michael T. Gilbert and Fred Hembeck and and Terry Beatty and and Len Wein, and it, there's just it it goes on for days. The the creators that that worked on this, so I'm gonna have fun. 
reading through this. That's one of the things we didn't talk about is the camaraderie that is uh, on evidence on the con floor. Like, especially between David and I, when we're looking through boxes, I try and keep in the back of my mind, uh, knowing David so well and what he likes and dislikes. If I find something in a box, I'd be like, yo, David, check this out. And I'd be like, no, $2, you know? And it's like that all day long. We bounce things back and forth and Wood does it and Chris does it. And like, did you see this? That's one of the parts of the convention. That's my, one of my favorite parts yes. because, you know, you got to know and love somebody and you get to, you get their, their tastes. Like if it's if it's weird, it's got uh, you know alien sex in it, and and just like art art brute, just really raggedy line. They're gonna say, "Hey Vince, did you see this?" I'm like, "Yeah, give me that." And one of my one of my favorite things was um, um, seeing Wood um, look for this particular Fantastic Four issue. That uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and and he found one that was nice, but seeing him pull that sucker out and and like <laughs> just methodically go over it it was a nice issue yeah it was, it was a nice issue but you know just just his attention to 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 going over this issue to to grade it out and it was it was like a surgeon <laughs> you know get ready to, you know to you know. Yeah, man wants his money's worth that's right. oh well, yeah I actually yeah. did yeah i i did end up i didn't buy it. that was uh, ff52 i don't have it it's black panther's first issue i, I am always on the lookout for it that one chris that you happen to see me at Dissect was probably the nicest copy I've ever seen that I thought was fairly priced. Normally at New York Comic Con, because it is a quote-unquote key issue, you're going to see, I think, sometimes so, 200% markup to what you could get it if you were just sort of looking for it on your own. Um, but that was fairly priced. I just And I probably could have gotten it for 20% off, which is usually the going rate you can get and you know you can kind of talk someone down for. But um, I just didn't pull the trigger. I did, however, on Sunday with my boys, I bought them a shit ton of stuff, much to my wife's chagrin. She was like, really? Really? She's like, we needed this. We need all this, really? But anyway, but um, I did buy two comics uh, on Sunday. Um uh, I I'm, I love first appearances. It's it's one of the yeah. play. And um, sure. so I came away. Uh, I found one dealer who I had really good success with last New York Comic Con too. I think the guy has really good stuff. Usually at at like if you want like the nicest copy ever of of a book, you ha- you can find that New York Comic Con because all the high end vendors are there. But those are all slabbed and they're super expensive. And there's a group of people that love that kind of thing. And I I like higher quality books too. I don't really like quote unquote reader copies, but I do sometimes like. Um, Something which would be more like the very fine range, which for CGC would be like, you know, an eight, maybe like, a, you know, eight and a half, maybe a seven and a half, depending. And it really, to me, comes down to what makes it a little bit of lower grade. And if the cover is beautiful and white and, and there's no spine roll and, and so the look of the of the book and the sitting on the shelf looks beautiful, that, that's often enough for me to, to, to downshift a little bit. But a lot of vendors don't bring that kind of stock because these days they, they slab anything they think is an eight or better. Um, and it's hard to find non-slab books that are really high quality. But this this one guy um, he often has really good stuff, and he he he's only slabs really high end stuff. So um, long story here, but I came away with um, Journey into Mystery uh, Annual Number One, um, which uh, mm-hmm. karma to anyone who knows why that issue is significant. Uh, anyone want to take a guess? First appearance of Ulick the Troll. <laughs> no, I, no I, I, that's my my first appearance. Love doesn't extend into Ulick the Troll. Uh, first appearance of Hercules. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So, so very happy for, to get that. It's one of my favorite characters. And then, um, uh, Amazing Adventures number eleven. Uh, any anyone want to guess what's significant about that? I know, but I saw it. Amazing Adventures number what year? Uh, 
1970, I want to say seven. Eleven? Isn't that the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? No. 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 But that would be X Men number one. It is that, the that's a Avengers annual. It's it's a first appearance, although not the first appearance of this character, but the first appearance of this character in this particular look, and that <laughs> is that is the furry version of the Hank McCoy Beast. Ah, great Beast. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which you're right, he's gray, so he looks more like Dark Beast for you modern. Wow. So he sh- he shares uh, something in common with the Hulk. Yes, sir. Great. great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Neat. I did not know that. Yes, so I got those two. Check them off my list. There are two that I, I would love to have, and, uh, and and was able to get. And and again, as with any vendor, when you're when it's a Sunday and you're buying more than one high grade comic, they're willing to cut you a nice deal uh, off off of if you're buying more than one. So it was really very good. And just to give him a shout out, I think oh here you go. It's a JHV Associates is his name, Joe Verano. So um, he he is on eBay. If and I just oh, I gotta give, gotta give him his props because because again he has nice stock and it's it's fairly priced. So. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I think we saw from the original art dealers that everybody was willing to to move on price. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 twenty twenty percent um, if you, if you work hard. So you know ten percent without batting an eyelash. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately did not complete my goal of finishing my spawn, uh, spawn run. I'm seven issues out, uh, but I, I I narrowed it down, which is good. Like, you, how many did you? Leave with you bought like what five seven ten how many about about ten yeah and a couple of them are really really tough to get later run when when the print run dropped so later later in the series but Mario came up to me and he goes dude I will never in a million years understand your love of Spawn <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't either and I don't want to I just I just something about the book it's, I just there it is really yeah. Capullo stuff just it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous, but yeah. So I didn't do that, but uh, who cares? I had a great time. We all did. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this con retrospective has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Check them out. Uh, you can get the BPRD Plague of Frogs hardcover for fifty three percent off, as well as Next Men number one for ninety nine cents. Proof Endangered number one, fifty percent off the Ocean Verk. Oceanverse, sorry, Quartet for uh, 35% off, and the Six Gun hardcover for 50% off. Enter the following code EOC8 into the slot, and you will get an additional 8% off. It's unbelievable. And mm-hmm. in your travels, please, my little hands are, are clasped together, my knuckles are getting white. Get out there and buy Prison Pit. Please. It is so freaking good. It is splatterpunk beating the shit out of each other. WWE style SmackDown, ultra violent, ultra gory, ultra misanthropic. It is. It's, it's ultra. I love unfettered, unencumbered creativity. No holes barred. Whatever the artist deigns to put on the page is what gets there. And Fantagraphics was nice enough to publish it the way it was intended. It's pure creativity. You got to read this. It is so good. Prison Pit. Two volumes out there. Go get them. In your travels, uh, I keep talking about it, and this last issue that came out uh, this week of 28 Days Later was fan-freaking-tastic with one of the best cliffhangers ever. So 28 Days Later. From Boom. Awesome, awesome last page. Yes. Creep me out, man. And while you're in the Boom section, pick up Dracula Company of Monsters. Sorry. Dude, Could you were supposed to remind me to get that while we were at the con. I'm he sorry. sure was. I'm sorry. Shit. Fail. 
Vince oh. fail. Epic. Epic fail. It's uh, always my fault. It was brought up earlier, kicking off the show. And hopefully maybe next week, Wood and I can talk a little bit about it since mm-hmm. he's all caught up. Uh, read the Sixth Gun, and you can buy the trade in the current preview so you can pre-order it. You know this. <laughs> uh, and uh, I would like to have you in your travels. Give a uh, try to uh, Rainbow in the Dark, uh, which is the new miniseries by... No. <laughs> which is the new miniseries by uh, Adam Withers and Comfort Love uh, of the Unique oh, yeah. fame. Uh, I bought the first two issues oh, that's right. yes, from them. Uh, they were at the TGS booth, and I bought the first two issues from them. They are the epitome of self-publishers. They they they, they do everything on this book. Uh, you know, pencil it, ink it, color it, letter it, yeah. uh, publish it, and you can get it online. They sell it online. They sell CBZ. They sell PDF, or you can get the hard copy from their website. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be in DCBS, but I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's available through DCBS's First Light program. And they're just um, but, sweet, wonderful people. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so it's Rainbow in the Dark, and there's the, the second issue was just released, and I believe it's going to be a four-issue uh, mini. Um, so give it a try. Cool. All right. Once again, uh, wait a minute. I think we're forgetting something. Chris has oh, a disclaimer. That's right. That's right. And uh, remember that views expressed by members of the show, callers, guests, and the occasional incept- intercepted transmission are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of 11 o'clock comics. DC dropped their prices first, and Marvel followed like a bunch of little bitches. While alcohol is often consumed and consumed often on the show, there are currently no laws prohibiting drinking and podcasting. However, getting wasted at a con after party and falling into a flower bed is considered bad form, especially if you're a Canadian like Gobo. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of 11 Comics is strictly prohibited. We may call him King Dap, but he is the sovereign of no nation on record, and Renee told us that she wears the pants in the family. All content presented in this program is the sole property of 11 O'Clock Comics and Vince B's angry 1,000-yard stare. This has been an 11 O'Clock Comics production, copyright 2010. Wow. Unless you're Stan Lee, in which case you own it all and can can use it freely. Thank you. So, hey, we're glad you came with us. It looks like Kirby. Give me 20 bucks, kid. Did Jack draw that? Why am I not getting a cut? Damn it. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week, as always, and we'll see you. And we love you so much. We do. We do. We do. It's true. Even Chris. Even though Don't give Gobo a heart. Bye-bye. And preemptive apologies for anyone that we did meet or hang out with that we forgot to Yeah, seriously. We we didn't meet. We love you all. Jimmy! Was it? Later.